two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day to you and to everyone else that's out there watching I, us. I didn't drink before the show, so... Um, I, I don't have a, a green hat, so I, I took my closest thing that I have to an Irish hat uh, that there is. Scottish, Irish, eh, you know. So, uh, and I, I, drank, I drank a little bit before I, I got on the show, and that's about it. Um, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live every single Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, for we have five episodes this week of the month of March. You're very lucky, very lucky if you're if if, if you're a member here, um, or not a member, just a person that watches us. You get five episodes this 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 month. The uh, five, five, a bonus one for this month. That's right. You get you're getting a bonus one. So we are changing and adapting as we go. And what I've decided this week, Sarge, and Sarge didn't really know this until like a couple of well, a couple hours before, but uh, we're we're doing less topics, less topics, and more of the topics, right? So um, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what we've been playing, and I've been playing a cool little game, Sarge, a cool little game the last two nights. Uh, I forgot I forgot it came out. I should probably be playing it. it Tunic yep. Tunic is a very cool game, so we'll go over that. Uh, we're going to be talking about Lost Ark, but not because I've been playing it, but because of what the devs have come out and said. The, the population is starting to, I don't want to say turn. They're not turning on the industry yet, but there's there's a little concerns about Lost Ark, and the, and the uh, developers came out and said something about it. We're going to be talking about Starfield. Uh, there's a little video that came out. Uh, Todd Howard and the rest of the developers uh, sit down in like a little round table, and they talk about... Uh, they, they talk about the uh, overall of the uh, of what the game is like a little rundown of what the game is they don't really show gameplay there's like one little clip of gameplay but that's not why we're talking about we're going to listen to them talk about it discuss it uh and whatnot uh we're going to talk about riot riot games they uh they bought a little bit of the animation studio a chunk of the animation studio for the people that did arcane if you haven't watched arcane on netflix it's probably one of the better video game anything video game related ever it's a really good show and it's on netflix uh you should check that out uh we're gonna talk about dr disrespect um he has his own video game company it's called i think midnight sun or something like that or uh his actually no it's not called midnight sun it's called hold on a second it's called hello what have we here it is called midnight society midnight sun's the video game midnight society uh thank you very much for the resub two months Mel, thank you very much Appreciate you. Welcome back to the uh, to the squad here. Uh, so we're going to talk about disrespect, Doctor Disrespect. He did a no no, Sarge. He did a no no. Uh, he 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 added the non fungible tokens, also known as no fucking thanks, to his video game uh, and what he did. So we'll talk about what happened there. We're also going to be talking about Xbox's first quadruple A studio that they've already gone through. Um, uh, a lot of problems. They lost half their studio. But that's not the real story, Sarge. The real story is the studio that they brought in to help them and what it's attached to. And we're going to talk about that as well. And then the second part of the show, 
because it's going to take a big chunk of this, right? And this just happened today. Uh, Hogwarts. The the episode tonight is called The Game That Shall Not Be Named. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you obviously know the reference. Um, we're going to be talking about Hogwarts Legacy. PlayStation uh, State of uh, State of Play or State of Games came out and they showed 20 minutes of gameplay of this and they did like a Rockstar type of stuff. And when I say talk about Rockstar, I'm talking about when Rockstar is ready to show one of their games, usually about six months ahead of schedule, like ahead of before it launches, they show a detailed video with a voiceover, tells you what's in the game, what you're doing in the game, and it's nothing but gameplay, right? Yes, there's cutscenes and stuff like that, but there's in-game cutscenes and also lots and lots of gameplay going into detail. So I'll we'll watch that on stream today as well, and then we'll uh, we'll discuss it as we go uh, go on. So that's what's that's what's happening on the show today. Uh, other than that, we do appreciate you every single week for coming out and hanging out with us. If you're on Twitch or if you're on YouTube, if you're watching after the fact, uh, there has been a lot more viewers coming in and watching this after the fact and more viewers listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm. So we do appreciate you very much. If you'd like to support us in any way, shape or form, you can uh, hit that subscribe button over on uh, Twitch. You can hit that membership button over on YouTube. Uh, you can also do the bits over on Twitch. You can also do the super chats uh, over on YouTube. Uh, and as little as 99 cents over on YouTube, you can help uh, support the channel. And we do appreciate you. Everything that we do here is absolutely free. So if you're entertained, all you have to do is share, like, and subscribe. And that does just enough for us as well. It helps us out on this channel and the growth of it. All right. So Sarge... What what have you been playing? Have you been playing anything uh, I, new, I, old? I should, I should have been playing Tunic. I forgot that it had come out at all. I, I've I've actually buried my head into ESO again. I'm learning some stuff and making up some new characters. But that's all I've been playing the last week. I've just been grinding out in ESO. What are you What are you doing? I, in I ESO? should be playing Tunic. I should be playing Tunic. I didn't. I totally forgot it came out. What What are you, what are you doing in ESO? Are you doing anything? <clears throat> I I started I started a couple new characters. I started a, a couple sorcerer. of new characters. Yeah. Well, I because I figured out how to how to streamline the leveling process. So mm -hmm. it took it takes about three three four days to get to fifty, and I'm I'm not playing like ridiculous amount of hours, but like when I get home from work, I bang out like three or four hours. I do that for about four days. I'm at level fifty. I just I with the with the bonus scrolls and doing the dolmens and you know doing the certain quests when you have the the XP scrolls on it's it doesn't take that long. I'm just trying to figure out how to I, I got tired of playing a healer. That's basically what it was. I got tired of playing a healer and I haven't done any trials yet. So I'm trying to get like a damage dealer out. So I'm doing a sorcerer right now. Okay. I'm going to bring up I'm I'm playing a a little game. Uh, I'm going to try to bring it up on stream here. I'm playing a little game called Tunic. Uh, and I'll bring up some. This is, the, this is the one man show, right? This, this is, is the one. This is the show. one. This is the one man show. Uh, this is Tunic. Um, the best way I can describe it, Sarge, it's a Zelda-ish game. Okay, as far as you know, the isometric or you know top down type of thing. Uh, the camera does change based on on certain things. There's leveling. There's so so many. I just found another secret. Um, I, I couldn't figure it out, and then I tried the old Zelda move where you take a bomb and you put it next to the wall. And But here's the difference. There's no mark on that wall to let you know that that wall blows up, okay? So there's this menu... Something, no, no. There's this menu system, which you use on the back button on the Xbox uh, or the select button, I guess you could say, if you're old-school gamers. And 
So as you play, as you play through Tunic, you'll come across these like white diamonds on the on the map. And when you pick those up, it's two pages of the instruction manual, old school NES instruction manual. Okay. I don't know if, if, if that's the best way I can describe it. Let me see if I can. Yeah. Let me see if I can get a, a picture of it. Because when you when you go to when you go to this uh, this paper, that's the that's the best way I can describe it. I'll I'll pause it on the screen. Okay, it's two pages of an instruction manual, and it, it's labeled pages. It says like seventeen and eighteen, and then if you look at the bottom here on oh, that's on the screen right now, the bottom yellow text right there, which you can't read because there, it's it's. It's an alphabet, but you can't read it because you don't understand Fox. Fox, Fox is it's his language or whatever. And they only give you the stuff that you're supposed to. Like at the very top of this, it says, if you seek increase your power, it gives you all those hieroglyphics and stuff like that. And as you go through the pages, if you look at the bottom one, it says, turn to page 41. Well, I might not have page 41 at this time, and I have to go through the game to try to find the pieces to get more. And then the actual book gives you hints and clues to certain things, right? So... It also has a map. So you're, so you're building the instruction manual? You're building the instruction manual as you go, yeah. So there's... That's, that's a new way of, of trying to piss some people off. Yeah, so then there's maps like this. Now, there's a giant map for the main area, okay? And then there's uh, branches off to other pages to, to the thing, okay? So on page 34, this is a separate board. As you can tell, the yellow line comes from the top, and it says to overworld, okay? Well, this is another map of another board. So you have to come to the here. And then if you look on it, it's little scribbles on it. Like it says one, two, three, four. You have to do it in order. When you go to the certain things, there's a little scribble. It might show a little drawing of a cave. And then it has a little dotted line to tell you maybe where the hidden path might be. Okay. There's a lot of little things that this game does. And it's very good. It's, ve it's done very, very well. Okay, the combat, you start off with a stick and you get a sword and a shield and all this other stuff and you get the equipment just like you did back in the old school Zelda days of you find a chest, you open it up, boom, there's a, there's a sword, I have a dagger, I have a staff, I have magic spells, I have, uh, uh, you can keep upgrading, you'll find bits and pieces of stuff like a shattered glass jar. When you find three pieces, it gives you an extra jar to get your health back up on the corner, yeah, right? That's Zelda. Right. That's Zelda. There's also a vendor, and inside the vendor, uh, you can buy certain things like dynamite or fruit or coins, and each of the things does something with your uh, overall stats, okay? So there's these little uh, f uh, flame fountains, uh, like little shrines everywhere, and then you can just click on it, and that's where you rest, Okay. This is also like a Metrovania game on top of that. So let's say I need to knock a bridge down, but I die before I get to the bridge. I have to start over, run back, kill the same guys again, get back to the bridge, lower the bridge. Once the bridge is lowered, and let's say I die, I come back, now the bridge is down, and now I don't have to kill those guys anymore because now I have a an easier way to get by them because the bridge is down, and I go past the bridge, and so on and so forth, okay? So you're constantly up. Um, you're, you're saving. Right, you're, you're constantly... Um, uh, expanding the game and, and quick saving and, and, and whatnot, okay? Uh, there's little bits of fruit and little bits of gear, like a tooth gives you more attack power. So when you go to this fountain or the statue, you can pay this currency, which is like these coins that you get for killing everybody, okay? 
So if you're short on coins, you go around the board, kill a bunch of people, then go to to these fountains and then or the shrine and then level up your character with your attack or with your potions or with your health or with what all, all so this is the is is the shrine the spot that you level up? Or yes, is the shrine, the store. No, there's a store and then the shrine is where you level up. So you'll find bits and, so and pieces. How do you know how do you know to level up? Do you level up based on your income? Like I, I pay to yeah, level up. If you or, have two hundred bucks, or is there like a leveling system that I have to kill so many guys? There is experience? a leveling system. So if you go into the instruction manual, in the instruction manual, it'll say that if you go to a well and throw a but coin said, down but there. Said, but you said the instruction manual is not complete. I have correct. to pull the instruction manual. So if you didn't find those pages, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Mo, Mo said he's gotta, he has to start over. Like, how far did he, did he has no instruction manual that he rushed through the game? I, I don't know why he has and to it, start over. Maybe he can explain a little bit, right? It's like it's like a roguelike as well. It's a it's a it's a Metrovania roguelike. Um, it's it it's almost a little Dark Soulsy. Now I know people don't understand what I'm saying there, but let me tell you something: the boss fights are no joke. The boss fights are no joke. Did you, just get, did you just get owned by a piece of slime? Yes. So the the lower level care, everything on this board could, could like two tap you and you're dead. Okay. So that's why I say it's a little dark soulsy when you're when you're playing. Okay. If you notice, you can't really see because the chat's at the bottom there, but you see a pink and you see a green bar. The green bar is my stamina. Okay. And then the pink bar is my health. So there are certain things that you can find in the world that can Raise up your bar, right? Your your health and stamina and 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 magic and whatnot. Um, then your upper three buttons up in the upper right hand corner are 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 matched for X, Y, and B. Okay, so A is your interactive button. Okay, open door, find certain things, interact with something. Uh, you can swap your sword to X, Y, B. You can swap your food or dynamite to X, Y, B. Wherever you feel like you want to have it, that's where you put it. Okay. You're running around with a damn stick. Yeah, I, I didn't have a shield for three hours. I played this game with no shield for three hours. It was brutal. It was brutal. Once I found that shield, I was like, oh, this is much better. Okay. I'm so it's, it's exploratory as well. The game is yes, very exploratory. So much so that me and my son, my son comes in. I go, hey, where do you think? I go, you see this little cave right here? He's like, yeah. I go, where do you think the other side is to get there? He's like, I don't know. He's like, did you try dynamite? And I went, oh, my God. I was like, I didn't, right? Because I've tried everything. I tried like freeze and this and that. And all I did was I took a stick of dynamite and threw it at a wall. And all of a sudden the wall blew up. I was like, son of a bitch. I was like, how would you even know that? I looked at the map and it showed a cave and it showed like a little dotted line. And then it showed like where, where basically where the entrance would be. And I was like, holy shit. So you, it, so it does give you clues. You don't yes. have a crack in the wall, but the, if you look at the map, Correct. you're paying attention. You're paying attention to what's in the game. Yes. It gives you clues to how to play the, the game. The the instruction the manual. Show. The one-man show. One-man show. The instruction manual is your best friend. You're going to be going back and forth to this thing hundreds of times. Now, I can see as this being a downside of things when people are like, oh, I hate going back to the map or whatever because you have to turn the pages to get to certain things and whatnot. I, I'm not going to cry for you. No, no. But at the same time, if you stay on the certain boards and go to certain things, the pages you find direct you to certain areas. And if you go to those certain areas, you wouldn't need to flip through the pages and whatnot, okay? There's also bonuses and buffs that you find. You find, like, these little poster-type things, and you can activate those, and you can have better uh, health. You can have better attack, better defense, 
or potions. Uh, there's a thing where when I kill somebody, they drop a heart, so I don't have to spend I don't have to spend potions. I can just pick up a heart when I kill someone now. Um, lots of cool little things, right? When I tell you, make a game, sell a game, Sarge. This oozes. Like, old-school gaming. It's a beautifully done game. The music is awesome. The boss fights are awesome. There's mechanics in the boss fights. Some of the some of the boss fights were, like, simplistic, but some of, I'm fighting this one boss. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. It's awesome. I was like, holy shit. And this is why I say it's, like, more of a Dark Souls type of game because if I die, okay, and here's another thing. If you get to the boss and you die and you didn't, hit the certain thing to give yourself a, um, a, uh, a shortcut, then you have to go all the way back around to get to the boss again, right? But if you find the shortcut, it's literally where you start, climb up the shortcut, and then you're at the boss again, you can, and you can do it faster, right? Very done, very done very well. I love the visuals of this game. I love the cuteness of this game. The, the puzzles are fun. It, it hurts your brain a little bit, okay? I'm I'm still a little confused because some of the puzzles are like simplistic. You think you're over you think you're over analyzing stuff, but really you're not. Like there there's somewhat of a, a, a thing. One of the biggest things I, I found out today, Sarge, last night I played for four hours, almost five hours on stream in this thing. There's this section here at the end that I'm 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 at. Okay. There's these monoliths everywhere. Now imagine this. I'm playing the game. Let me let me pause it. There's a monolith in the upper right hand corner over here where it says A. There's a there's a telescope and there's a monolith right next to it. There's four monoliths on this board. Okay. On the map it says one, two, three, four. So obviously you gotta hit them maybe in order, or otherwise they won't work. Okay. I couldn't get the monoliths down. I couldn't interact with them in any way, shape, or form. For four and a half hours, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Now I found other monoliths on the other two maps that I was already playing. And I got to this third part of the map, and I just didn't touch any of them. A light bulb went off because I was like, how the fuck are you supposed to hit these things? And I'm tapping A, and nothing's happening. Tapping A. And then I rested my finger on A. And then all of a sudden, my guy started praying. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And he, <laughs> he starts to do this, like, aura starts to come around him. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> that, the, the monolith starts to light up. And I went, son of a bitch. I was like, the whole time. I could be doing this the whole time. I was like, I didn't know you could push and hold the A button to interact with certain things. So now I have to go back and go find every monolith that I found in the other boards and go back and interact with them again. And I, was, I wasn't I was upset. I was just thanks, like... Thanks for ruining the game for me. Oh, well, I guess. Sure. Right? You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Right? So for the first three hours, Sarge, just don't hold A. Okay. It I'll just start drinking after the show, and I won't remember this conversation. Yeah, it, let me tell you, though. But when when it when it happened to me, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. I was like, son of a bitch, because every button's mapped to something. The RB is mapped to your inventory, right? Your your left button is 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 for shield. Your your uh, or right bumpers for your your potions. The left triggers for shield. The everything's mapped to something. The only button you have left is A, right? X is the attack. Y is to attack, B is to attack, and I'm like, what are you supposed to do to activate this thing? I'm, I'm hitting it with my sword, I'm throwing ice at it, I'm throwing bombs at it. I was like, how do you do this monolith? Couldn't figure it out. Why? Because the instruction manual doesn't tell you, and if it does, I don't speak Fox, so I can't figure it out. 
right? I didn't unlock is that there, certain is there, page. Is there a Fox translation at some point in the game where you can understand Fox? Uh, there, there's. You can look at the manual and you can start looking at certain symbols are the same. You can start figuring it out, but there's no actual like, like diagram of like this scribble equals A or something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Krebsy. As soon as I found it, I was like, I was like, oh my god! Did you did you know when you said that, or did you did you just say that to be? Uh, yeah, it's on Game Pass week. It's on Game Pass. It's a it's a phenomenal game. Phenomenal. I'm enjoying it so much so that I was in, I was all in on Elden Ring, and now I started playing this thing, and I don't want to put this game down until I beat it, and I'll, and then I'll go back to Elden Ring. <clears throat> yeah, it's fantastic game. If you're on Xbox, if anyone's on Xbox, um, it's on Game Pass. But it's a 40, I think it's $30 or $40. It's a 30 or $40 game. 100%, even though I'm, I'm, I'm playing it on Game Pass, I'm, I'm going to purchase I think, this I game. Think I think I have to buy it to support the guy. Yeah, I'm going to purchase this game and, and buy it because it's, it's such a well-done game. Just everything about it. The, the enemies. It's a, and it's a one-man show. It's a one-man one one show. show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a great game. I suggest anyone that likes this type of game. Don't get me wrong. I've seen people rage quit already on, on, on <laughs> Tunic. Okay. There's people that rage quit on Tunic. You're, so you rage quit on a game that's from the eighties. No, but it's not. I'm telling you, it looks, it brings you in like it's Zelda. I'm telling you, it's not Zelda. It's, it's, if you were nine years old, Sarge, you wouldn't be able to play this game. Okay. This is not nine year old Zelda. This is, this is mini Dark Souls. I'm telling you right now, you're going to rage quick because a boss fight's going to kill you, and you're going to be like, "Son of a bitch," because you lose your shit, not like physically and mentally. Like you lose your shit, and then you have to go back and find your body and pick your shit back up, right? Your your coins. You don't lose like everything. That would just holy shit. That would be insane if you like lost your your sword and everything else. There's no like, there's no like little tree stump someplace you have as a bank you could put stuff in. No, you lose. Okay, so like Dark Souls or Elden Ring, I should say, you find these runes, okay? And then you'll break open the runes to get the money from them. You'll find these little foxes everywhere. They look like little, like, piggy banks. Statues. Like little piggy banks of stuff, right? You, you'll find, and those have coins in them as well. And you can stack those on you if you lose, right? But if you lose and you die, you got to go forget your body and pick it up, pick up the coins that you had, that you had stacked on you. But once it goes into the bank, I'd, once you go to a save spot, okay, you keep that. It, like, deposits it in your bank account. But then everything you kill at that moment, if you don't go back to a save spot, you'll lose all that. So if you have, like, a 1,000 on you... All right, so you're, 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 you're quick saving. You have yeah. to make sure but you're But when you're you quick, quick save, save, you might kill everything, and then you quick save, and everything comes back. So you have to kill everything again, right? So... Right. Well, the one way is to gain money to upgrade your stuff. And another way, if it's a harder area, you want to clear it and not save and move to the next area before you save, because otherwise you have to fight Correct. the harder guys, Correct. the harder guys now, again. I got you. But here's the thing. You have three potions at the start or two potions or one potion. You get one drink. So if you're injured and you get one drink, you're like, fuck, I got to go back and heal and reset. Otherwise, when I get to the boss, I'm not going to have anything. Right, so you gotta. Right. It's 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 repetitive learn mechanics. Yes, that's how, the Metroidvania how, style. What type. weapons? Yeah. What weapons do I need? How do I kill these guys? What do I do for defenses? That's a roguelike, roguelike, yeah. And then and then slowly go progress through the game until you get to a boss, and then re then start from scratch again. I've made it through all the all the enemies. Yes. Now I've got to learn the boss fight. Yes. And if I die, 
I got to go back to the point and go through all the guys again. Unless you find so, the shortcut, and then you yeah. don't have to go past the guys again, right? Yep, yep. There's hidden entrances. Oh, that's old school. There's there's no dialogue. There's no, there's no dialogue. There's no dialogue. Right, right, right. There's no, there's no, there's, there's like a story, but I really don't know what's going on. It's I think a one man show, I man. Think, I think you're saving your mom. I think you are in, in the game. Uh, there's no dialogue. The stuff that pops up, you can't understand it anyway. One thing I don't like about the game is that I pick up a key, right? I find a key. I pick up a key. It says, do you want to pick up the key? Yes or no. I need the key. So why wouldn't I pick it up? Right? So it gives you an option of yes or no, and it's default on no. And it's like, well, why would I say no to picking up this key when I need this key to open the door, right? So there's little things like that when you pick up something. It's like, do you want this? It's like, why wouldn't I want it, right? So I, I don't understand why. Maybe I haven't figured it out yet why, but I really like the mechanic, and it is. It's a mechanic. You find pits and pieces of the instruction manual, and the instruction manual tells you clues and hints and things that you're going to fight, where you're going to go. It gives you a map. There's little scribbles on it that, that tell you like, oh, don't forget to go here type of thing. Like it's very, very done. It's done very well. Done very well. Okay. So check it out. Tunic. Uh, high praise I can't, for it. I can't, buy, I can't buy a hard copy of it though, right? I don't believe so. Well, here's another thing. We read a story, I think it was two weeks ago on this show. That said that Tunic was not going to be on Game Pass. That's right. Now, we that. also read before that, we thought it was going to be on Game Pass, but then we read the article that said it wasn't going to be on Game Pass. And then, lo and behold, yesterday, I turn on my Xbox, and it was on Game Pass. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Was or wasn't it supposed to be on Game Pass? Because originally it was. Then they said it wasn't. And then, ta-da, it is. Rubsy brings it up in chat. I think with games like this, indie games, okay, I don't think should be on Game Pass at launch. I don't, because a lot of people are going to play this game. You don't know the deal. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is a lot of people are going to play this game, and they're going to play it on Game Pass, and they're not going to pay $40 for this or $30 for this, right? They're just going to play it on Game Pass and move on, which if it's a AAA studio game and people bought the thing and pre-ordered it and stuff, they made their money. These indie developers, this one guy, okay, if... Obviously, we don't know the contract. Maybe he made a shit ton of money from Xbox, and now the more people play it, he gets a bonus. I don't know the deal. But what no, I'm saying is we, a lot of people... don't know the deal. Right. right. A lot of people are not going to spend the $30 on this. They're going to play it and go, oh, that's a great game, and they're going to move on with their day and just buy the, play the next game on Game Pass for free, right? So little things there. They get paid already, but you don't know that deal, Mo. All the deals are different. Bill Spencer said, "We don't know. All we deals know. are different. Not everyone. Some people get paid up front. Some people make money after that on the tail end." He says, "Every deal, not one deal, is the exact same." His words, not mine. Right. So not everyone's making the money up front. Right. There might be a, a stipulation. There might be something along the lines. Okay. So as you can tell, I, you have to block with these with these birds. It is. It's a really it's a really fun game. I love it. I, I, I want to stop the podcast right now and continue playing Tunic because I'm having such a good time with Tunic. So go check it out. Um, that's uh, what we've been playing. All right. So let's get. Uh, is this uh, is this the right one? Top stories. All right. <clears throat> so top stories, Sarge. One of the stories I want to talk about today is Lost Ark, right? I'm loving Lost Ark. I'm playing Lost Ark. But I'll tell you what. 
for about two weeks, I was losing. I was losing it, Sarge. I was losing. I was losing interest in the game because I was trying to go from level equipment level four hundred to six hundred, and there's. I found at that moment, I found where this game is making their money from and the time and people are, are spending money on it, okay? There's these honing things that you get. And the honing materials that you get, you get from the Chaos Dungeons, you get from going on the islands, you get from... You, you don't have to pay for them. But you're, they're in rarity because you only get two Chaos Dungeons a day, right? And the more days you miss, then you, it, it pays you more because you came back. If you go to the islands, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can get and whatnot. But I failed nine times in a row with RNG leveling up my chess piece, right? So I'm leveling up my gear from 10 to 12 to 13 to 14 to 15. And every time I do this, Sarge, I have to pay this uh, currency and you upgrade it and you, you pay that and that's guaranteed you upgrade it, right? Now you have to hone it. And when you hone it, there's a, it diminishes every time you go up a level. So at the beginning, it was like 100% to get to level 10, right? You couldn't fail to get to level 10. But then level 11, it might go down to like 90%. You might fail that 10%. And then so on and so forth. So at, and chat, tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think it's like a 70% at, at level 14 going to 15. It might be 60%. I forget what it is. So I have a 70% chance of success and a 30% chance of failing. And I level up my... Uh, to get from 14 to 15 on my chess piece, I failed nine times in a row. Nine times in a row, I failed. Now, I only have enough to do it three times a day to try to do the honing before I run out and then I have to go farm stuff again and, 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 and grab it to, to level up, right? So I failed and failed and failed where someone else might not fail. They might just get it in 14 to 15 and boom, they go on with their, their lives and they move on past uh, 560 to, to get to 600. I was so close because I failed nine times in a row. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this fucking game because I, I just needed to get to the next point so I can continue just the story mode, okay? Just the story mode. And I was like, God, I really like this game, but the fucking failing thing is retarded, okay? It is. It sounds, it sounds like that the RNG is reset every time you make an attempt. So it's, a, it's an official 30% again as right. opposed every to 30% over a span of time, right. which means if you kept spending it, you would eventually get it. Right. So now when you get higher levels and you're trying to get your gear to level level 100, 1100, 1300, 1500, it gets less and less. So there's this other currency that you can raise up that you have to farm that could change your luck level, okay? So make a problem, sell a solution, okay? So just like in Marvel Future Revolution or anything like that, okay, there's a, and I forget what it's called, but there's another currency that so I have a 30% chance of failing, but now I have this other currency where I can spend to make my percentage go up. So instead of having a 70% chance, now create, I have a 76% problem, chance. Create a problem, right. sell a solution. Okay. So now I have a 76% chance of, of, of getting it instead of a 70% chance, and I still fucking failed. And I was just like, I was like, all right, I'm fucking done. Right. And then I passed on my 10th opportunity and I made it to level 600. And when I got to 600, now I continued on with the story, and now I'm continuing the story. So that was the setup of what this is. So Lost Ark promises, okay, promises, Sarge, that more honing materials and faster class releases in the new dev post, okay? So 
A new Lost Ark development post sought uh, to many of common uh, complaints of players had about the state of the game. The complaints were regarding many aspects of the progression in the game. Primary, the difficulty to hit item level 1370. Now, I was having problems just getting to 600. These people are at 1370 and whatnot. The game is due to low rates and lack of materials. Players also frequently complain about the status of class releases in the game, as an NA server is much behind the Korean servers in this regard. Now, the Lost Ark development team made a post of the official forms on March 16th to address many of these concerns in regards to the difficulty of the progression of the game. Developers stated that had data that predicted more players would reach these higher items levels in time, which didn't play out in reality. They stated that they would increase the rates of gear upgrades, but instead increase the materials you can obtain through the events and giveaways. Now, the development team also noted that players would likely uh, like more skins and advanced classes and accelerate rate while they team... Now, I hate this. They want more advanced classes accelerated rate for skins because they want to pay microtransactions for the skins. You see what I'm saying? While the team indicated that the NA servers were receiving skins and classes at a faster rate compared to Korean servers, they promised that they would speed up the release of new classes in the future. Finally, as an apology of sorts, Lost Ark is giving away a free gift on March 21st, including free skins, mounts, two legendary card selection chests, right? So, of course, that's what they're doing. So, on top of that, Lost Ark addressed the pay-to-win concerns, and Lost Ark publisher Amazon acknowledges player concerns regarding pay-to-win, endgame progression, and what is going to be next. Now, Lost Ark South Korean action RPG MMO, localized by Amazon, is off to a very successful start, and the game has become the most played title on Steam, maintaining a very healthy player base. Uh, now over a month, and after launch, Lost Ark isn't without its problems, and one of the issues, particularly, is re releasing uh, is accusations of pay-to-win monetization. The issue, which is part of the tide to the recent March update in Lost Ark, has led to the direct response from Amazon as well as a shift of plans for the future. The issue in question, the issue in question for Lost Ark players is who may not be familiar with the problem has to do with MMO and game grind. Endgame in Lost Ark is broken up into tiers, and with each tier increases the difficulty requiring significant more time investment and resources to progress through Lost Ark third tier, particularly grinding with a specific focus on the system called honing. The demands massive amounts of resources and in, in, uh, incremental power increases. Naturally, these resources can be bought with real money, which is turned into the lead to players accusing Amazon of implementing a pay-to-win system. Now, up until a recent controversy, Hasn't been too extreme. Now, because Lost Ark has relatively little tier little tier three content, there has no need to hone to gain access to anything. Now, Lost Ark's March patch changed that with the introduction of Argos, the Abyss Raid. Now, Argos requires an item level of 1370, a level that demands players the extensive uh, tier three honing, often demanding players pay real money to progress. The controversy, uh, including lengthy video from Twitch streamer Asmogold criticizing Amazon's decisions. Now, Amazon responds, goes into depth, and describes the current situation regarding Argos and acknowledges mistakes have been made. Simplifying, Amazon says initially an analyst showed players would have progressed farther enough by now to be ready for the challenge of Argos, naturally, but it didn't work out as planned. Due to in part that the price of the honing materials increased due to the bots and real money transactions. So now they're blaming the bots and the real money transactions. Within mine, Amazon apologizes and says that the mistakes to launch in March update so soon. The next step, Amazon will patch the design and help players progress through Lost Ark's current content. Specifically, it will inject honing materials into the game via the Grand Prix uh, rewards, a casual event, uh, Guardian Raid, and upcoming competitive Proving Ground sessions or season. Additionally, the next major endgame content, Legion Raids, is uh, being delayed until players adequately prepare for the content. Uh, horizontal content, 
is also new class islands and also south Vern update will still be on schedule with the with the roadmap to arrive in the in april or may lastly amazon will be providing players with a special gift arriving on week of march 21st and the gift includes a variety of cosmetics and materials here's my problem sarge Again, I've, I've had this problem just because of RNG and because I'm playing super casual. So I really don't have a problem what's happening right now. I wouldn't spend the money. I wouldn't. I would just quit the game. But there's a lot of people out there that would push their luck. I don't have patience. Right. They'll, they'll push their luck. So much so that Asthma uh, interviewed uh, a person that spent $15,000 in the first week of the game. Okay? In the first week of the game just to get his character up the thing because he kept failing. And then he wanted to get his weapon. And your weapon, when you get up, is, is harder to get up than your gear. So, right? And then there's also gems that you upgrade. And then you can also pay to get those upgraded. And then you're also looking for certain perks and certain things. So, there's obviously, it's a free-to-play game. And, uh, and, and where you stand on free-to-play or whatnot, obviously... I, I, don't, I don't stand with free-to-play. I, I, already know, I already know what it is. Right. I enjoy the content as far as the free-to-play... But at the same time, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting pigeonholed because of my luck, right? So either or, I... Or your digital luck. Right, my digital luck, right? Which is, this is the big problem I have with... Because, because a percentage is a percentage no matter how you look at it. Correct. Unless it's, it's digital. A, if, it's, if, it's a 30%, if it's a 30% fail rate, that means three out of 10 times I'm going to fail. Right. But if I fail nine times in a row, I have questions. Right. Okay, now, again, other people might not fail that many times, right? So, Brain says the uh, the bots did drive up the gold exchange artificially. Gold is like 798 gold uh, for 95 blue crystals. Smallgate's numbers said it should have been around 500 to 650 through the first 90 days on release. So, there you go. So, there is inflation inside the actual game. But I just don't like the, the, the fail rate. And I said this the exact same thing, right? Because Tier 1 and Tier 2 is leveling up to tier three, right? And I'm okay. I'm okay with the fail rate being what it is if you're in tier three. Because by that time, you already got pretty much through the story and whatnot. But the tier one, tier two people that are just trying to go through the story, again, I understand it's free to play. I still paid $15 to get early access, right? So I gave them 15 bucks up front to get early access to the game three days early or whatnot and got, and got some benefits off of it, okay? I paid for the game. Okay, I know it's not a uh, an official like I paid sixty dollars for the game, and I am enjoying my game. I have one hundred thirty five hours or one hundred forty one hours in the game. I've enjoyed it up to the point, but going from tier one to tier two and tier two to tier three and failing so many times, I failed nine times just on that one piece. I had other failures on other pieces as I was going. Okay, it just puts a taste in my mouth. Going, you know what? I do like this game, but if you're gonna fail me that many times, I said this during Marvel uh, Future Revolution. When I was doing um, the um, uh, what 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 are the what are the, the 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 ISOs right leveling up my ISOs, I was like I shouldn't have a fail rate. I already grinded for the goddamn things. I should automatically get it, right? Instead, I'm grinding, why, and then it's a percentage why, of me per to get past. But why is it when you're playing a game like that, you think that you're entitled to get an item because of time played in game? Why why do you why is it you perceive it that way? I perceive it that way because if it was if it was a game that you paid sixty bucks for, you would play for let's say and basic math here. Let's say you played for an hour, okay, and you got ten of those materials in that hour. You paid sixty bucks, 
get 10 an hour. If I can do that thing event faster, I can get more of that material faster, right? But in a free-to-play game, they make it even grindier. So instead of making it an hour to get that same materials, you would get like three hours to get the same amount of materials. You see what I'm saying? And then on top of that, once you get those materials, now there's a percentage that you took the time to spend the two or three hours to get those materials. And now there's a 30% chance that you're not going to be able to use those materials because you're going to lose those materials, right? So now it basically wastes my time. And that's what I personally have a problem with, right? Because I've taken the time I've played your game, okay? Respect my time. Now that I've put in three hours and I want to upgrade my piece of gear, I should upgrade that piece of gear because it took me three hours or four hours or five hours yeah, to get it. Yeah, but they don't look at it that way. I know they don't. It's, it's a free-to-play game, sure. right? So at some point, I have to give you a pain point. At some point, it's it's the job of the developer to Correct. put a pain point in there for you to make the decision whether I'm going to keep playing this game the way I am playing it or am I going to pay money in order to circumvent the time I'm wasting what, in your mind? What the I'm fuck? wasting time. Otherwise, I was playing a game and enjoying myself, right? Correct. But in your mind, you're wasting time. I get it. But that's well, no, why I'm wasting I don't my like, time because I'm not that's even. That's why I don't like free to play games. But I'm not even because an end game eventually, yet. eventually, they have to put pain points in there that makes the player decide whether or not it's time to spend money or not. That's what they do. Well, but what I'm saying is I would be okay if you got to tier three and then you're leveling up to get from third. Like soft cap would be what? Third. Brain, what, what's soft cap? Like 13, 1300, 1350, 1370? What, what's soft cap at tier three? Someone, someone let me know in chat. Okay. Right. Once you get the soft cap, to get to hard cap, which is max level to 15, sure, sure. But tier one and tier two, getting up to tier three, there shouldn't be these barriers of stopping me because it puts a bad oh, yes, taste. There is. I understand. But there shouldn't be a barrier to put a bad taste in your mouth going, well, I get on every day. I do my chaos dungeons, I do my guardian raids, I do my daily stuff, I get the rewards, I go to go level up, and then I get nothing, right? So I did my dailies, I did my chaos dungeons, I did the rewards that I got, and yes, then- But you enjoyed yourself. Well, I enjoyed myself thinking that I was gonna get a level, at least one level, out of my yes, thing when yes, I was done. Yes, but you enjoyed yourself. See, the, you're, you're, offsetting the you're offsetting the ability to progress in a game for the fun of actually playing the game. Does the game have an ending? Is there an actual ending, there, or is it kind of like a is it kind of like a Diablo where you could just keep going up and fighting stuff, and you keep going up there, and you keep fighting stuff, and it levels with you? Is it no, like no, that? There, there's a there's a story mode that you can go through, and then there's a a soft cap and a hard cap, right? So soft cap looks like it's thirteen forty, thirteen forty to thirteen seventy is considered the dead zone. Very harsh honing rates. There you go. Okay, it's so, not shady, Reese. It's a free to play game, right? You have to you have to put some kind of but they, they have, the, but you, they do. You gotta put something in the way. But they, but they have, have that to. in the game. They have cosmetics. If you want to look cool, you pay money, right? Uh, yeah, but there, there has to be multiple avenues of of revenue for a game. It just can't be we're selling skins. I've got to. I they have to push people into corners where the player has to make the choice. Am I patient enough to keep playing this game, or is the sense is the sense of accomplishment of you leveling up your gear one more time? just to keep killing the same shit again, that that right. makes you happy, right? Now, as opposed to just playing the game, now, right? which is what you're doing this, normally this anyway. Is, and let me tell you, these free-to-play games are fantastic games, right? Genshi well, Impact. They, they have to be. Exactly. They have to they be in order to get game, people to stay there yeah. in order for you to pay they them. They make a game. Genshi Impact is a really beautiful-looking 
game. I, I, but I, I have to believe you. Microtransactions galore, barriers galore, right? You're spending it's like a mobile game made for a regular PC yeah. now, right? It's disguised. It's disguised as what it is, right? So again, I don't have I'm not having a major issue. Look, I have self-control. I know about me personally. And I'm talking about me personally. I will never spend money. I will never do a swipe to get past a honing thing. Never. I won't do it. I'll, I, I'll just look at it and go, well, you had me. I'll see you later. And I'm gone. Right? And I won't play your game again. Right? All I want to do is play the story of it, and I'll move on. Right? That's what I paid. I paid. I gave you money. And now... If there's more stuff that I that I like, if they come out with a DLC and I start playing the DLC, I'll, I'll I'll throw some more money at it. But I refuse to throw money at a game where I have a chance because even if I throw money at it, Sarge, okay, I can still fail. Okay, right. And that's that's no bueno from me. No bueno from me. <clears throat> okay, so let me really chat a little bit. Uh, Reese says honestly, it sounds so freaking shady. Uh, slow says, yep, that's, uh, that's why I quit. That's why I quit, uh, playing. EL says a free to play game would never be yours. And all you pay is to get rid of the roadblocks. Right. Well, uh, water says, well, well to me, yep. Going to play it after I do this, uh, homework. Right. Right. It's a fun game. It is, it is a fun game, but there are problems. And again, I have no problem if it's at tier three and you're in the end game and you're trying to get to that fifth, that, that pinnacle 1550 or whatever it is okay but tier one tier two that's a stopping a stopping ground before you go to the next tier and then the stopping ground to get to tier three you know what i'm saying it's it's to get you ready to learn the mechanics of certain things you're playing certain bosses learning the mechanics of certain things because you're going to see those mechanics again and they're gonna like Maybe one boss had a mechanic where you have to go uh, run away and go into these things. Or another one is that there's a, a, a symbol across your head and you have to debuff yourself. Oh, and then later on, all of those mechanics might be on one boss. And you've seen all of, all, all of them before because you were being trained between Tier 1 and Tier 2 to get to Tier 3. I just think it's weird for Tier 1 and Tier 2. I do. Okay? And I, I, and I know people might see this after the fact and go, well, this fucking guy's complaining. Just don't fucking play the game. Don't worry. I'll stop playing the game when I get to the point and go, ah, I failed. All right, see you later. And I'll just I'll just leave the game. Okay. But I am enjoying myself in the game. It is a fun game. I like the story that's going on with it. I like playing my characters. I have a sorceress. I have a deathblade. I have a gunslinger. I have a and I have a berserker. Okay. So, but what do you what do you see with this, Sarge? Like, how could they do it better if if they could do it better with I, this tier one, tier two, tier three thing? I don't, I don't, I don't think you have to. I think they've got it. I think they've got it honed in. No pun intended. They have right where they want it to be. The pain points are there just enough to keep people in there. If they're not patient enough to roll, roll with the punch. Right. I think that's where it is. Now, the, the way you would see it change, right? And I don't think it would change because there's not enough people paying. I think there's, they would change because they don't think they're getting enough revenue from that activity. So they'll change it to where the percentage might change or the number of coins you receive might change. So you have to play longer. Like that's, that's tweaking in a free to play game. It's not to make the game better. It's how do I make it to where we get people to purchase more, right? To make an adjustment when you have a game, make a game, sell a game, uh, the boss doesn't work right. He glitches out and I can one shot him or uh, I get if I get clipped on the wall, uh, I, I I can't move and I get killed all the time. We fix that in a free to play game. It's 
okay. Uh, we only got 100,000 people to get pissed off last Friday because they had 10,000 coins and they honed for 40 out, for 40 minutes apiece. Right, right. right? Well, we need 200,000 people to play for an hour and a half and they have to hone six times. Like, like it, they that's the tweak in a free-to-play game. Like, it's not for the benefit of the game. It's how to adjust revenue. That's why... I don't I think I think they have it good right right where it is. If you're complaining about it now, I think it's pretty much right so, where it's supposed so, to some be. Some of the problems I, I see with the industry is that free-to-play games are better than games that are supposed to be done. You see what I'm saying? Free-to-play games are more done of a game when they come out. They, they have to be. I, I then than the games that you pay 60 bucks for. Because your complaint has to be about the, the the paying of the money to to whatever it is, not that the game is sucks and I'm paying. Right. If I if I make a really good game and the only part it's, you have to complain about is it's a fifteen dollars skin as opposed to a twelve dollars skin, it's free. Then I still got you. Right. You're still playing the game. Correct. Right. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when a game is free, it disarms your whole but argument. It's amazing how that works. Yeah. Though, right. In order to keep people listen, in order to keep people playing my game, I have to make sure the game works properly. Yes. Right? So we can get their money. But if it's not free to play and you're paying to get the game, a game can release broke, unfinished, well, 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 corrupted. Yeah. Doesn't so, matter. So in the last couple of months, matter. in the last within the last year, I, I played I played Hilarious. Marvel Future Revolution, which was a free to play mobile game. I've never seen a, t a dev team stay on top of something so much every week they're like we fixed this we did this this is a problem like they're they're right on it the game works you know 99.9 percent .9 of the time okay it's got a couple of little bugs but it's a well it's a it's a better game overall than a game that's been worked on for five years three years four years five years when it comes out and broken buggy mess free-to-play games come out they're beautiful looking they're fun they to play to right what's that i know they, they have, have to, be. to be but that's what i'm they saying right and that's that's the bad state of the industry right now, right? Because the the free to play games are actually better games than the games that are coming out. And the bad part is they disarm you because they're like, well, if you don't like it, it's free. If you don't like the fifty dollars right. skins, it's free, right. right? You can play the whole game. You don't have to spend a goddamn cent. Why? Because it's free, right? So what are you bitching about? It's just weird industry, man. It's just weird in the industry. All right. It, it. Next thing I want to talk about. <laughs> Slow, slow gets a slow gets a point, man. I, I get it, man. I get it. But this is how, but this is how it is. Like that, that shouldn't be a thing in gaming, right? I shouldn't spend hours playing something. I hone something four times. I get the red puff of smoke, and I'm like, fuck it. That's that, that's for me. That's that's number one. I'll be like, well, I'm done with this game. See you later. <laughs> so much so that in Marvel Future Revolution, when I was uploading the ISOs, okay. You can't get a five-star ISO. It's like it's like the unicorn. You can't do it. You you have to farm all these other ISOs, and then you have to take three ISOs. You have to take three level four ISOs to get one level five ISO, or you fail and you get a four ISO back. You spend three four ISOs to get one four ISO back if it fails, or you get a, fi a five a five ISO. I'm like fuck this. I'm done. I'm never honing a, f a four star again. So I have I have like twenty thirty four stars because I don't want to waste them. To get to the five or six star, yeah, but, the, but the way you talk about it, it's almost like you you play the game for like a couple of weeks and you don't hone anything, and then you have a giant pile of yes, stuff. Yes, that's exactly what you do. And then, and then you just roll the percentages. Yes. This way, if you fuck me, I know your game is tainted. Like if I can, if I'm, if I can, if I can hone like ten or fifteen times in a row, 
and I get a true percentage of what you guys are doing to me as opposed to gathering up just enough to hone and then I fail and you can't you can't compare it because I only had enough to do it once or twice so you can't get a real right you can't get a real uh I, I, I can't ascertain whether the percentage is true or not because you didn't roll 10 times. Right. Right. The only way you can get a, the only way you can get a true uh, test of that is to go over 10 times, 10, 20, 30 times to get that percentage to know if that percentage is true. Right. But people are impatient. They get a, they get a bunch of stuff together that they can only hone like once or twice. And so if it says it's a 30% fail rate and you fail twice, you really can't complain. Right. Like, oh, I guess, free. I guess I failed 30% both times. Yep. Okay. That's right. Free. Right. But if I but if I do it, if I do it 20 times in a row and my fail rates and my fail rate 60 percent, I'm uninstalling that son of a bitch. It's exactly right. Right, right then and there. The, the, right. When you when you if have I, if I if I if, let's just say I played for three months and never honed a goddamn thing. Right. And I could do a, I could do the honing for I could do a honing for 100 times. If I do it 100 times and I don't fail 30 percent and I don't have a 30 percent fail rate, I'm the fuck out. Right. Fuck you. Fuck you and your percentages. <laughs> right. And 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 this is why this is why I I I don't like those games. I, I play it. I play a shit ton of it until I get to that point, and that's that's my point of nope. I'm not doing it anymore, right? And Lost Ark was was teetering on that three weeks in, and now I I, I unlock the next part to go to the next story, so that I'm continuing the story. So I'll keep playing until my next roadblock. And some people have super luck; they don't fail, and they go on and they're like, oh, I didn't have that problem. And then other people do it, and they fail nine times. Two things I always say about games, right? Loot and respect my time, right? Respect the player's time. Re value my time, right? No, respect well, I, my time, I, and I'll, I'll respect the game. What I don't understand is the, the, the template for a loot game has already been made, already been perfected. It was called Diablo, okay? It was perfect. You go kill a bunch of stuff. You're looking for gear, then you find a piece of gear, then you're trying to find the set of that gear because it gives you some kind of bonus. You go back in, and no matter what level you are, guys are the same level as you. You're fighting difficult guys the whole way, right? And so you keep finding stuff. You find a new piece of gear. You try to go for that set. See what that does for my character. You go back into the dungeon. It it was perfect. That's what made Diablo Diablo. That's the problem, right? And it was now, too perfect. It was and too perfect. now everyone's trying to do some crazy version of Diablo, but the whole time they're going, you know, there's only 10% chance you're going to get right, that. Right. <laughs> you want the helmet? There's only a 3% chance of that. You want the gloves? There's a 2% chance of that, but only on Thursdays, full moon, blue moons. Blue moons, you have to wait, you have to wait until the year has two or more blue moons. Right. And then go for those gears. And then, otherwise you don't get it. like get yeah. the fuck out of yeah. here, man. Like, why, why are we fucking with perfection? The the rules were established. Everyone loved it. They're still waiting for it. Guys are still like, when's that Diablo game coming out? What when's that Diablo game coming out? And we and everyone says the same thing. You're not getting one, right? You're not getting a Diablo. You're gonna get mobile Diablo. Which is going to make Genji Impact look like Fisher Price, right? <laughs> when when Diablo for the phones come out, it's going to make Genji Impact look like nothing. You're going to be like, "Oh, you turned it on? It's a penny. Yeah, you opened up a door. That's a nickel." You're gonna, you're, yeah, you're gonna exactly. See, exactly. You're going to see Diablo. People are going to look at Diablo. And go, Get the fuck. Can, away can you from imagine? Me, can you imagine if Tunic was like this? You could find the key, or you could pay two dollars and fifty cents to open that door right now. Right, right, like right. You're like, well, I guess I'm paying two dollars and fifty cents to open the door. I, I, I gotta go out tonight. I want the, I want to see what's behind door number one, Bob. <laughs>
Get the fuck out of here, man. You can pick this like, lock on the chest, or you can pay 50 cents to get a new pick. I just open it up. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. It's 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 gonna be I, I listen, I'm not looking listen, I'm I'm looking forward to the Diablo game only because of the back of, of the shitstorm that's gonna happen when it comes yeah, out. That's, that's what I'm yeah. excited about. I'm not even excited about the game. I'm excited about the conversations about the game. Right. Like Krebsy says, you can fight the boss in Elden Ring or spend ten dollars to skip it. That'll be on PlayStation. Don't worry, Krebsy, with their patent that they're coming out with. They'll be like, like you could try to beat this boss, or you can hire the NPC to do it for you. I got one better. I got one better. If you pay to beat the boss, they give you a cool cutscene of you beating the boss. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you didn't. This is what it would have looked like if you. Right. If this you would look like if you would have beat it. They give you a cool cutscene. <laughs> For you not beating the boss, yeah. I, imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. But you get a different cutscene if you actually beat the boss. No, no, no. no. If you actually beat the boss, there's no cutscene. Oh. <laughs> there's no cutscene when you. <laughs> no, there's no cutscene. Right? You you pay. You're basically paying not to play the game and see a cutscene. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's where we're going. I'm telling you, that's where we're going, man. Yeah. <laughs> Melrose, right. come on, man. That's that's where we're going. That's that's it. You think we're coming up with the ideas, Melrose? They already have these ideas ready to go. All right, the next story I want to talk about, Sarge, is uh, Starfield. Okay, there's there's a video out there that we're gonna we're gonna watch. Okay, what we're gonna watch something with Starfield? We're gonna watch. Uh, it's not, a, a, it's not just a the interview. word Starfield. Yeah, we're gonna watch a little interview here with uh, Todd Howard and uh, three other guys, other developers of it. You're not talking with me? No, this is yeah. They're talking about Starfield. Right? They're they're in the they're in that motion now, Sarge, to advertise. It come out. It's coming out in November, Sarge. They have to start advertising now. They're ready for it. Okay, here we go. It's a level of immersion that we really. We're on the same on, speaker you're as you, Sarge. Not just playing so. a game, but you're living in this in this world, in this universe. It's uh, a giant open world for the player to do what they want. You feel like you've had an impact in the world. You really feel like you're there. There's certain, you know, types of entertainment where you're just experiencing it. You're taking in what the creator wants you to see, and they, you know, they draw that dotted line between this happens, go here, do this. The more that we can put you in the situation where you're going to decide. That's what makes video games the best form of entertainment that they are. Todd, Todd, I like Todd, but Todd's also got a punchable face, doesn't he? He's got a punchable face. We don't just make RPGs, like we make simulations, and that leads to a lot of just crazy stuff that can happen and things you don't expect. Yeah, we always have those big fights, like, what if a what if combat breaks out right now, right? You have to handle that, right? Because it could, you, you can't control it. The only thing you control is that, that the game has to account for it somehow. We embrace the chaos, let it play out, and usually it's pretty fun. A lot of us have been doing this for a long time together, and it's nice with Starfield to go back to some things we didn't do, the backgrounds, the traits, the defining your character, all of those stats. Um, and I think there's so many games now that do those things that people are ready for something that, that does a lot of the things that, you know, older hardcore RPGs, some that we used to do, doing those again in, in a new way. I want to pause there for a second, okay? He says things that we used to do, that we used to do in the past, like... They're taking what they used to do in, in, in Morwen and Oblivion, and they're implementing it again back into this game where they missed it in the last couple games, right? With, with the way they did the questing and, and stuff like that, right? Where it's... It, it, and, and here's the thing. This is like what Madden does, 
right? Madden had something that was good in the game, and then they removed it, and then they sell it back to you as a as a as, as a cool little thing that they're doing again, right? So let me let me rewind it and let them say it again. Is that people are ready for something that that does a lot of the things that you know older hardcore RPGs, some that we used to do, doing those again in, in a new way. We've always allowed the player to, you know, to create really interesting, unique characters. This game, we've definitely severely leveled up. The tech is based on scanning of real-world models, similar to the photogrammetry we do in our landscapes. We're kind of applying the same thing to our, to our people as well. Because it's not just the appearance of your player and all that, but, you know, we want all the personal interactions of NPCs, other characters in the game to be as impactful as possible. And for that, you have to believe these are real people. You're a real person interacting with real people. One of the big choices is which part of the game world am I going to engage in? We always uh, make a bunch of different groups that represent some of the major factions in every game. And in this one, we've got the United Colonies that represents the future Space Republic idealized you also have the Freestar Collective, which is the space Western fantasy. People that are out there on the frontier. We've got Ryujin Industries, which represents corporate life. I think it has one of the best starts of, of any of the factions. Yeah. Oh, you hear that, Sarge? So he's talking about different starts, sort of like um, what Cyberpunk talked about with the three different factions, be the poor, middle class, or, or high-end type of, type of stuff. It's a mega core. Or you have to, you get hired, right? Like, yeah, do do, right. We'll play for our job. We'll right. see if you cut, cut the mustard. Right. Yeah, I love approaching it that way where, okay, what makes the world feel whole? What are the groups that would make it feel whole and believable? And then how does the player interact with them? You know, what we're doing with the, the pirates, the Crimson Fleet as well. They're not just this foe. Let the player join them. What does that mean? The cool thing about Crimson Fleet, you know, what if you're good person and you want to be a good player and you don't want to play as a bad guy you can side with the pirates or you can report back your superiors and be like basically space cop type of thing so let you be a good person and still play with the bad guys i think that's really cool too it seems like no matter what story we write the one the players tell themselves is the one that they think about and love the most and the companions hello captain how may I be of assistance? That companion so zone? something we really, you know, leaned into on this game, how those other characters felt about you. That's probably my favorite part. Like when you're exploring and then your companion makes some comment off the cuff about something that you're checking out or something that just happened. It just feels so perfect for immersion. It's so believable. You think it's, it's a real person. So, you know, we knew we wanted to do some kind of persuasion minigame thing. Yeah, we sat down and it was funny. We didn't start with let's do an evolution of let's look back at the, the old Oblivion system, but there are a couple of uh, beats there. You have to think about what's my risk here, right? Which one do I want to choose? We didn't want it to be a system where there was definitely the right thing to say. It feels like you're having a conversation where you're actually trying to persuade somebody of something. Um, so it's actually, I think it's as far as new systems in dialogue, I think it's, it's definitely one of the most successful ones that we've had. Yeah. I think when we knew we were making a game about space, you ask yourself certain questions, and that question is, what is out there? And so, as a game, we have romance, adventure, mystery, but I think what Starfield <laughs> is this other layer of, you know, the cosmos and the universe and what is out there. 
At the end of it, we want the players to have told their own journey, but then look back at it and we're asking the big questions. Why are we all here? Where is it leading? And what's next for humanity? <clears throat> Start your journey today. I know Sarge is a couple of seconds behind, so. Uh, I don't know, chat. Like, I'm interested in it. Like, it seems interesting, but at the exact same time, because we just talked about these small indie companies making games, completing games, selling a game, making a game, selling a game. And these AAA studios, they have these hype of this game, and it looks good, but there's... There was Fallout 4. There was there was Fallout 76. There's you know what I mean? There's there's all these other games that you're just like, uh, okay. Listen, I, I it doesn't matter what they show me. I, this this is where I'm what's coming the, like. What's the selling point then to you, Sarge? It doesn't can they sell you anymore? Matter, it doesn't matter what they show me. The game has to come out. It has to go through two weeks of reviews for people who actually have the game and play it. I watch those people play it. I listen to the fallout, no pun intended. I listen to the fallout of what's happening, and then I make an educated choice if I want to buy that game. I will never, ever, ever buy a game day one ever again. Right. Ever. Here. There, is, there is zero reason for me to buy a game day Cre one. Krebsy sold my thunder because I was going to say the exact same thing, right? They showed no gameplay. They showed, like, a clip of gameplay, okay? In a five, and four, five minutes and 42 seconds or 35 seconds, they showed nothing of gameplay. It comes out later this year. We're going to be showing Hogwarts Legacy a little later. They show 20 minutes of gameplay in a 21-minute long video, okay? Like, it's literally... Here's the difference. Todd Howard and Bethesda are not showing anything. That makes me worried, okay? I, I got nothing to say one way or the other. I, I'll, I'll wait for the game to come out. There, but, that's it. There's, there's, there, there's zero risk. I getting it day one does nothing. Well, well, it, well, it does. Mo's, Mo's letting you nothing. know it's on Game Pass, Sarge. You don't have to spend money on day one. Well, that, if, if there's no money exchanging hands, it doesn't matter, does it? I'll right. just download it. Right. See how it is. Yeah. Uninstall. Maybe the same day. I don't know. I, I think that's our next emote, Krebsy. I think we'll make a red flag. I think that's what we'll do. That that red flag's fine. I think we'll make a better red flag to have for for that's one of our good, emotes. That's a red flag. Okay. We'll make a, we'll make a, just like our trash, just like our trash emote for, with, with sloth in it. Right. Look, I want to love this game. I do. I do. I, I want this to be the next Skyrim. I do. I want this game to succeed. I want this game to be cool. But my, I, I'm just, I have reserve reservations about this because I'm just like $10 for extra inventory space. Right. Where, where's That's the microtransactions coming? Right? You know where, it's there. Where, where's, where's the barrier that's going to be like, well, here's the microtransactions. I've, I've, we've seen the Fallout 76 if, if store. It, if it comes out as a game, sold as a game, complete, they make a game, they sold a game, then we'll talk. But I seriously doubt it. From what they've learned over the last 10 years between Fallout 76, right? right. Come on, man. Yeah. They, they've learned. They know what they want to do. We'll see. Listen, I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful because someone that can create that, that I know that, that they can create a world like the way you want to look at it. But when you're talking about outer space, you guys, you, you guys have to understand when you looked at Skyrim 
Okay, now Skyrim for the, for its time was a tremendous game. The map is tremendous. Right. And if you saw something, you could walk there is a true story. Right? Now you're talking about space. Space. <laughs> right? You're talking about space. Right. So are we looking at it like the planets are going to be big like star like, like, mass, no, like mass no, effect big? Like no like no like, man's sky big. Like, right, or is it No Man's Sky big? So you're talking about multiple maps that are like that size of Skyrim. Like, you guys, you, you guys are letting your brains explode. Like, you don't understand what is to come here. This could go either way, right? This could go either way. Because we know from watching Fallout 76 that everybody that they had has been working on this game. <laughs> because right. we know they weren't working on Fallout 76, right? right? Those guys were working on this game. So... I, I will be happy to wait till November to see what Bethesda has in store. I'm not going to say anything negative about it right away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it like everybody else. But if you think I'll be waiting with bated breath for it to be another Skyrim, guys are dreaming, right? You have to earn my money. Yeah, you have to earn me playing your game now. I don't. I don't. I'm not giving it oh, to Mo, you anymore. We we know that they're going to show it during E3. I mean, they they always they always do that, and then they they get you hyped up. I I got to see. We don't know anything about it. We know nothing about it. Like the I mechanics, said, the mechanics involved here already thinking about it already make my head hurt. Yeah. Thinking about what 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 what's happening here, like what your character is able to do. What are the functions of your character in game? Is there like actual jobs? Like, do you have to like work to get minerals? You have to work like do you, the scope is massive, massive. Yeah. Like, like a hundred times more than Skyrim. Even, even if it was like just one, yeah. Even if it was just one planet, one planet, right? Like, it would be astronomically big, right? So I don't know. Well, again, I'm not talking shit about it, but I, I these are two big AAA that, games coming out, right? That. You have this and and Hogwarts coming out during the holiday season. Okay, they showed nothing, and the other guys showed 20 minutes worth of actual gameplay. Before we get to the two others, uh, the, the other story, okay, we got Riot Games. We got Riot Games. They uh, they bought buys a chunk of the animation studio behind Breakout Hit Arcane. If you guys have not seen Arcane on Netflix, it's probably some of the best. Uh, it's it's a it's a cool animation, right? But it's probably some of the best video game content you'll see. Uh, out there from from shows okay so riot games has announced it's made a uh an investment okay in the, into the production company of the animation studio behind the last year's netflix smash hit arcane uh which gives the developer and publisher a significant non-controlling stake of the of the company this isn't really a surprise after arcane is pretty just a stunning show and seems to have done incredibly well in taking Le league of legends outside of the usual audience riot and uh uh Forcini, uh, have been associated for a long time now before Arcane first working together in a music video. And they also have other shorts, including Warriors, Second, Pop, Slash, Star, and Rise. Uh, they're currently working on the second season of Arcane, as well as the other unannounced projects. And the press release also acquisition says that Arcane was the number one show on Netflix uh, for three weeks after launching and hit the top 10 in over 52 countries. Um, so, yeah, it's a... Uh, Fantastic show. So here you go. Here's another, you know, Riot's getting into the animation studio business. Epic uh, bought stuff in the animation studio business, right? They're all these these video game companies. These video game companies are turning into movie studio companies and movie studio companies are buying fucking production companies and turning into video game companies. 
right? You see all this stuff happening? They're all merging one in, into one. What are you saying, Sarge? Uh, I want to... I want to connect something with this uh, Riot Animation Studio. If anybody, I know, I know people are not into this a lot, but it's anime, so I think maybe some people being involved or interested. Um, there's, there's that Critical Role on YouTube, right? Where it's a, but it's Matt, Matt, Matt Mercer and his group of guys. They play D and D live on YouTube. They do it once a week, and so they were doing this for I don't know, like the last three or four years. They had a really good following, and then they got in bed with an animation company. And they actually took their D&D game, the story that they told during the game that they played, I guess, a couple of years back, and they turned it into an animated series. Season one just finished. What's you it, can watch the whole thing. What's can, it called? You can, you, can, you, can, you can binge watch it. Uh, I, I forget what I forget where, where you'd have to, what the name of the actual thing is. If you have to go to Critical Role, I think you have to look it up. It's Vox Machia is the name of it, and I think it's an animated series of Vox Machia. So if you guys are interested in anime, it's based off their D&D game. It's an actual animation, the story of their D&D game. And it's, oh, I think I it's like 20 minutes it's or on, half an it's hour. On, it's, it's on Amazon Prime? Yep. Yep. So this is, this is what you're talking about right here. So this is taking their D&D adventures. They turn it into a cartoon, and they're just playing out their cartoon now of what they did during their D&D game. Is that what That's it is? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. It's an animated story of their game, of the game that they played. It's almost oh, got I, that I little, remember. I remember seeing. It's almost got that like heavy metal, heavy metal it, vibe like, for it. It almost looks like Voltron. Older, for you older kids out there, it looks like that Voltron. That dark, that dark anime, right? It looks like Voltron. I'll have to, I'll have to watch this. I thought they did a good job. I only got to, I only watched the first episode. I want to binge it. I want to watch the whole the whole season. Yeah, this looks good. Yeah, thanks, Stealth. I'm, so, I'm glad somebody else caught on to it. Yeah, this this looks good. Now, if you now what, what makes it interesting now, of course, you're watching it as an animation, right? Right. I watched the entire series four hours a week for thirteen or fourteen weeks. Like, the, if you're so you're, I watched them play the game. So now that I'm watching this, right? I'm you, have you have something to. I'm yeah. reliving what they did in the actual game. In animation form, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that looks good. I'll have to pick that up. I'll, I'll add that to my, my watch list. All right, so the next story I want to talk about. So, Dr. Disrespect. Everybody knows who he is. He's uh, one of the biggest streamers, if not one, you know, if the biggest streamer. He, he moved from Twitch uh, to, to YouTube two, almost two years ago. Uh, he finally settled. Uh, no one's saying anything. Twitch or Doctor Disrespect. You know, he got a fat check. He's he's good to go now. That's not what we're talking about. But what we are talking about is Doctor Disrespect launches a Founders Pass NFTs with early access to Midnight's uh, Society game. Okay, now Doctor Disrespect's working on a game. Okay, it's probably about another three years out. Obviously, it's probably going to be a battle royale game or some sort of first person shooter game. He's a uh, ex-developer himself. He made maps for Call of Duty back in the day. He's also the two-time blockbuster champion. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to competitiveness and, and, and whatnot, right? So he's coming out with his very own video game project called Midnight Society Studio and just launched its first batch of non-fungible tokens, as I like to call it. No fucking thanks. Okay, providing 10,000 players early access through a unique Founders Pass. Okay. Just weeks after launching his own, uh, his own studio with former Call of Duty Halo devs, plans now appear to be in motion for Dr. Disrespect's first video game. 
After teasing the arena takeover with Midnight Society set on March 15th, details have now appeared on the company's website. The latest update to reveal not only is the first look at the concept art, but it's also the first glimpse of the project's incorporation of the NFTs. Now, from early access to 10,000 unique profile pictures, there's plenty to wrap your head around here. So this is how it, this is how it's broken down. This is why he's getting a little little kickback here. And I'm not talking about a kickback like money. I'm talking about a little pushback. Sorry, a pushback, not kickback. Right, a pushback. So Founders Passes are the first in the series of distinct access passes for players looking to engage with Dr. Disrespect's game as early, early as possible. In order to get the Founders Pass, you'll have to be the first and need to apply and purchase will be subjected to application's approval. So you want to play Sarge? You got you to gotta fill out an application first, okay? And then once you get approved, you now have the initial batch of 10,000 NFTs is priced at $50 uh, uh, United States, right? And comes with a range of exclusive perks. Now, Dr. Disrespect said you do not need to get the NFT to, to submit, is what he said on his stream after this launched, okay? Upon purchasing or minting a Founders Pass, users are first provided... A procedurally generated profile picture, however, and will not offer any in-game advantages. Okay, These randomized profiles can also be rare or super rare, depending on which armor weapons or backgrounds you get. Once it's locked in, one of a kind, items then uh, tradable across various cryptocurrency marketplaces. Once you own the access pass, it's yours to do what you wish. And Midnight Society co-founder Robert Bowling explained that, so while the base price begins at $50 for the first batch, figures could soon skyrocket as users trade their designs back and forth, okay? He says, uh, furthermore, each Founders Pass in the first drop comes with a handful of bonus perks providing owners with unique rewards from early access with game builds with weapons test to the first dibs of minting with a new avatar features down the line. These are multiple benefits listed. Okay, perhaps the most notable, however, is the Founders Pass owners also gain voting rights throughout the game's ongoing development. Not only does this pertain to various gameplay features, but these votes can allegedly shape the future of a new meta econ economy designed just for the project. Now, before I read on, this could be a this could be a bad sign here in gaming because let's just say Doc's game becomes very popular. Okay, they paid fifty bucks. And now, I know it says allegedly, it shaped the future of the new economy coming into the game. But right now, Sarge, people think when they pay 60 bucks for a game that they can say whatever they want and do what they want. But now it's actually happening, right? You pay 50 bucks and you could have an actual voting rights throughout the game's ongoing development, right? So now if they start doing this and then another company does this and then another company does this, it sets this standard of, hey, I paid 50 bucks, you got to listen to me type of thing, right? You see what I'm saying? Good set of bad precedents uh, going forward in the, in, in the industry. Now, the industry pass holders, also known as the eyes, will, uh, from guilds that run all the in-universe manufacturing uh, of weapons, mercenaries, cosmetics, the blog post explains. Okay. Uh, in response to the environmental concerns regarding the use of NFT systems, Midnight Society claims that in uses certain infrastructures that has a silver of environmental impact of traditional nfts i call bs that right there is the same thing when you go to the grocery store and it says organic on it and you think that you're buying something that's organic because it says organic okay there's no fucking silver of the environmental impact of traditional nfts power consumption is power consumption i don't care how many filters it's going through okay some bs bullshit okay so that's that's the issue here, Sarge. What do, what do you think is happening? And do you think 
but it was. You think this is smart? It was made by a solar panel sitting in a forest. That's right. That, that the solar panels were made from lambskin, uh, shaved from uh, you know from a homegrown uh, animal on, the, on the, the side of a Scottish mountain. I mean, we're 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 basically watching uh, modern gaming go through a metamorphosis, and some of us don't agree with it, and other people are going to have to just live with it. This is the way it's going to go. But as I said, as I said in the past, I'm glad that I lived my adolescence through the best of gaming. Right now that I've I've almost aged out, I play certain games, but I'm not like I'm not like gaming. Like okay, well, I game every day, but not all this stuff. Right? I don't I don't care. Like I'm I'm watching it. I, to me, I'm watching it blowing like explode and go down in flames. But right. you're, to you, it's it the sounds, end scene it of Fight so Club. Amazing. Right? <clears throat> For you, the, the the video game industry is like you're in Fight Club, watching the city explode in the yeah. background. Yeah, like, I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Like. I'm not the one that has to spend the extra 10 grand every five years paying for video games that I think are awesome, but they're not <laughs> because I've, I've played the ones I liked. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And I'll just, I'll just retire into some corner, someplace in the woods in a, in a house with Wi-Fi and satellite TV and just play uh, my game pass games. Don't have to worry about nothing, whatever. So do you think, that Dr. Disrespect, do you believe that he decided to put the NFTs in the game in his game? Or do you think I, I, that he's just the the front man? Like he's the he's the uh I the think face of the company. If 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 he's a business person and he's not just some dude wearing a wig screaming at people right. online, he knows who he is. Act, right. if, if he's an actual business person, he may realize the potential of what NFTs could do and or Somebody probably got in touch with him. Somebody who wanted to give him money of to make the game. And so the stipulation of them getting the money was you have to put NFTs in the game because we have to get some traction now. Right. We need somebody popular who's going to make a game and push NFTs like it's something good to have. And so that's the hole he dug. He needed money. Somebody wanted to fund him. Because, listen, even if you make a, even if you're making money, even if you're making good money, when you start a business and you're trying to you're trying to do something like this, nine times out of ten, you take out a loan and use the money you have as collateral, or you get somebody else's money. The rules in business is you never use your own money ever. Right. Well, ever you people beg, borrow, or steal. But here's the but thing: you never and in, in something as risky as this, you don't use your own money. So in the 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 reciprocation of him getting the money to do this, NFTs have to be involved. Right. That's what it is. Well, here's the thing. I don't think I don't think disrespect did this himself. I don't think he was like, yeah, you know what? Let's do NFTs. I don't. No. I don't think, I don't he think he did. so either. I think I think 100% they approached him and said, you know what? Let's do this NFT thing. Because uh, his response when they, as soon as he started his stream the other day, I watched the clip. People were like, uh, this NFTs is bullshit. Blah blah blah. He's like, look, guys. He's like, you don't have to buy the NFTs. And there's now, the stamp. But but and there's the stamp. But here's the thing: the way to. the way he said it in the article, it says ten thousand people to get access to the game. Ten thousand people get the NFTs to get the application to get into line to get the NFT to pay fifty bucks for. The way he responded, it sounded like he didn't know that. Okay, it sounded like he's just saying he thought like. Oh yeah, the NFTs is just one of the things. You don't have to get 
an NFT to play the game. It's a free-to-play game. You can just get it. It's just a, it's just a cosmetic. It doesn't, it doesn't affect the game in any way, shape, or form. Then the people come to his defense and say, well, he's got to make money. Well, these people are idiots, in my opinion, because 10000 times 50 is only $500,000. If you think $500,000 is enough to cover the cost of all the stuff that he's, he's making, maybe, maybe, but I seriously doubt it, okay? Now, the, the NFT is one thing. Obviously, it's a free-to-play game, so there's going to be cosmetics, microtransactions, constantly. I'm assuming he's going to do something along the lines of what Fortnite does as far as updating the store all the time with skins and cool skins and stuff like that. He's got a lot of people involved in this, right? As far as other streamers, other people that know the gaming industry, other people that are good at first-person shooters. He's trying to make a good game here for people. But here's a thin line, right? A fine line. This could make or break his career as far as a streamer goes. Because if he comes out with a shit product after telling people for years that I'm going to make a better game than anything you've ever seen before, and then it comes out and it's Crucible, or it comes out and, it, and it's Lawbreakers, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of cake on face type of moment. You know what I mean? But, 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 the, but to be fair, at least he's putting his money sure. where it's Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just saying the NFTs is is just another factor. Like if the game comes out bad and it also has the NFT type of stuff. I hope, look, I hope he does make a game. I hope he can come out and show people like what a game is supposed to be and 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 be good about it, not being yet another person becoming into industry to be money grubbing person. You see what I'm saying? Like you can make money, but let's see if he comes out and the microtransactions are fifteen dollar skins or twenty five dollar skins. Yes, but once again, video games have been making money hand over fist without any NFTs at all. So I'm done listening to the uh, they have to get they have to get paid or the lights have to stay on or whatever you guys right. want to talk right. about. Like gaming grew the fastest and 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 biggest ever during make a game, sell a game, and reoccurring uh, revenue for like MMOs, like monthly payments, and the gaming industry exploded, exploded. Right now. We're, now we're in like obscene money territory. So I don't want to hear any of this nonsense about have to keep the lights on. You need NFTs. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Right. We will see. We he, will see. Plus when his game comes out, we're going to see. Right. Plus, plus look, he's set up perfectly. Like I said, he's one of the most entertaining people. I watched him and Dr. Lupo play chess yesterday. And it was entertaining. Okay. He is. He's just an entertaining guy. And if the game comes out and even if it's subpar, he could pull it off because he could show cool moves or do something cool in this game, and people will come in and play it. Right? He he is the face he's got, of. He's got clout. Yes, he's got clout. He's got clout. He is the face of the company. He's the face of the brand of whatever he's making. Right. So I I, I just think he did some poor decisions, and again, it might not be his one hundred percent his choice. He might have investors because there are people putting their money. Because like you said, don't put your money up. Right. Use other people's money to put up. Always. So, so he might be the face, but he might not be all in as far as, look, other people are making decisions, and he has to go along with those decisions. That's correct. Right? So I do believe that it's not his choice, and I do believe that uh, it just so happens that he is, but you're right, George, just like I said, he's not one of us anymore. He's one of them if it turns out to be that way, right? That's correct. He's corporate, he's corporate now. Right. That's it. He, turns in, he turns into the EA. He <laughs> turns into the Activision. So the, the, old, the old saying is, the problem with success is you become what you detest. Right, PL, or you can inflate the numbers. There's 100 million people playing. There's like 10,000 people playing. Yeah. Two-time NFT champ. With, with, 
think, think of it this way. Look at it from another look at look at it from another aspect, right? With all the all the bad blood with NFTs right now, constantly people saying "Go fuck yourself, fuck yep. you," like, and not just us, like, like the word around. Everyone's like, "Go fuck yourself," uh, and and he is specifically making a game where NFTs are at the top of the fucking list, right? Right. right? So if if you're walking into the if you're walking into the gunfire of people hating on it, and you're still making a game, and that's the top thing in it. Like you know, it ain't your money, right? I already know, right? I already know, because I wouldn't want the bad publicity, but somebody wants to push it, so this is what we're doing. This is right. This is what you have to do. Uh, real quick, I want to say thank you very much to Stealth Gaming for the super chat. It says critical hit. Thank you very much for the five dollars super chat. Appreciate you. Thank you uh, very much. All right, so another story, and then we'll we'll get into the uh, the, the last story. This is the second to last story. Okay. So insiders describe Fast and Furious exits from Xbox Perfect Dark Studio. Now, Perfect Dark, the studio that was doing it is the initiative. Okay, this was the first quadruple A studio that Microsoft was putting together. And half of the population of the studio left. Okay. As much as half the core development team known for be working on an upcoming Perfect Dark reboot. Uh, quit the company during last year or around 36 people analyzing the employee LinkedIn profiles as revealed. Now, this includes the most in uh, the initiative senior design team, including game director, design director, le lead level designer, principal world builder, two senior system designers, and a group of three former God of War designers. Okay. And the turnover on top of talent doesn't end in design. Perfect Dark also had two most senior writers also recently quit. Analyst shows, also the project technical director left, tech art director left, lead game gameplay engineer left, lead animator left, Q&A lead and more, all left, okay? So an initiative is now less than 50 people when duplicate former employees uh, listings and have been removed. It currently has three roles advertised on the website. Analyzing suggests that it hired around 12 people in the past 12 months. And the timing of departures coincidence or coincides, sorry, coincides with September 2021 announcing that Crystal Dynamics had been signed to co-develop Perfect Dark. Now, this combined with a few job roles currently advertised in the initiative suggests that Tomb Raider developers is likely taking a much stronger lead than the first thought on the project. Now, interviews with the multiple former senior developers cited that lack of creativity, autonomy, a slow development process, and the reasons for the departure are described in wave of exits of Fast and Furious, with project mo momentum said to be heavily affected. Now, the initiative management told VGC that confident in the team is in the place, and the new talent joining is a point in the industry-wide staffing challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's also so small task to build studios and... Uh, Renovate the beloved franchise. Studio head Daryl Gallagher told VGC that in creating the initiative, he set out to be a leverage of co-development partnerships to achieve the ambitious and more really excited about the progress we're seeing in the relationship with Crystal Dynamics. Now, here's the big story that I want to talk about, Sarge. Crystal Dynamics. Okay. So, yeah, the 4A studio that's supposed to be doing Perfect Dark for Xbox is hurting right now because they lost half of their development staff. So, obviously, that game is probably going to be delayed. Okay. And... Now that half of the lead team has absolutely left the four, quad four studio, okay, and now we're back to hiring Crystal Dynamics, the makers of what game, Sarge? What game was the Crystal Dynamics in charge yeah, of? I don't, I don't want to talk about okay. it. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'll let you know. It's Marvel Avengers. Okay. Yeah, the pins. 
Okay, the pins. So, funny enough, Sarge, that Crystal Dynamics went pretty goddamn quiet right after September. Okay? We had War of Wakanda come out in August, and then we had some really lackluster news happening from September, October, November. The raid came out uh, in December with Spider-Man, and, and then Crystal Dynamics went completely quiet, completely silent. There's been a couple of de uh, developers that have left that company, okay? And then just two days ago, not that he's a developer, but the community manager left the company as well to go back to Capcom, okay? Now, there's no proof of this. This is my speculation of what's happening here, so let me make that perfectly clear. But I find it very odd that in September, when Crystal Dynamics joined the Quadruple A studio to put more effort into Perfect Dark, that there was less effort going in to Marvel's Avengers, the game that they were making and completing, and they completely kind of just bailed. There was no live streams or less live streams at the end of the year. They didn't bring up the, it's been over 190 days since they talked about the last roadmap that they were talking about. They said it would come out sometime in the beginning of the year. Well, here we are. We're two weeks left in March. Sure, it didn't come out today. It might come out tomorrow. Maybe it might come out tomorrow. Okay. They haven't said anything about the roadmap. So do you find it coincidence, Sarge, that Crystal Dynamics went quiet and yet this comes out and says that they're part of the 4A team? Do you think Crystal Dynamics is working on Marvel Avengers at all anymore? Uh, no. No, I don't believe if, if there's anybody working on Marvel Avengers at all, it's a skeleton crew. They're, there's nobody working on that. Uh, the fact that they're, they're, they're being hired to fill in the gaps for a quadruple A studio should scare the shit out of you. <laughs> like, if they're, if, they're, if they're borrowing developers, if they're borrowing developers from Crystal Dynamics to do a quadruple A studio project, I would, I, I would, I would be shitting my pants. I would, I would, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be thinking about like, no, I don't, I don't. First of all, we have to have a discussion, not tonight, of course, because I want to get into Hogwarts Legacy, all right? But we have to have a discussion of what quadruple A actually means, because I don't even think the industry knows what that means. Right. Because if it's, if it's, if it's slated for money dumped into, right, then all that means is how much money we're allowed to piss away in a game without any kind of payback. Like, Triple A's been doing fantastic. I don't know about you, bro, but I have seen time and time again Triple A companies releasing these fantastic gems that are just perfect when they first come out, and they and they almost have don't need any work on them at all. They they are out for like eighteen months or so. They're running great, you know. Triple right. A game, so <laughs> I can only imagine what, what a the what a quadruple what a quadruple A, a yeah. company actually entails. I think I think the bonuses for the CEO are bigger. I know that. I know that if you're doing a quadruple A company, you're you're getting at least a two hundred million dollar bonus at the end of the year. I know that, right? But <clears> as far as actual completing of a game, I don't know what triple. I don't know what quadruple A means. And until you show me something that has the depth of like uh, a a really good action RPG and the scope of No Man's Sky, and you and you blow off the doors on graphics, I don't give a shit what you think quadruple A is. Right. Honestly, because to me, it's meaningless. You you telling me it's a quadruple A that means absolutely nothing to me. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't think they know what a quadruple A means either. I think they just it's fancy because everyone knows what triple A is. And everyone's like, well, one more triple A, 
a triple A costs $70, so a quadruple A might cost $90. A hundred. No, right, it's a hundred. Right, right. hundred dollar quadruple A. Quadruple A game is going to be a hundred. I'll, I'll be honest. Before. I'll be honest right now. If this game comes out and we find out that Perfect Dark's a looter or a multiplayer game or any way, shape, or form, and Crystal Dynamics is touching it, I am not touching that game. Not touching that game. Okay? They've tarnished. They've tarnished their name, and they're going to have to take their next game, whatever they make. Whatever next game Crystal Dynamics makes has to be a home run to get my to get my uh, my assurance back on that company. Yeah, but when people walk away like that, it's not just you walk away. Leadership is the issue. It's leadership. Like, what is the progression of the game you have guys have in mind? What is what is the what is the format? What what are we doing? Like leadership. If guys just start walking away, there's no leadership. They're not following anybody. Right. Right. You you walk away when you realize that there is no direction. Right. There's no reason for me to stay here because there's no direction. That's why they leave. Right. There's a difference between a guy leaving because his part of the job is over and the game is still progressing. It's another thing entirely when you're saying that the games and works were in pre-production and half the team walked away. There's no leadership. Right. As a matter of fact, that seems to be a recurring uh, factor in a lot of the last AAA titles. Like there's lack of leadership. Right. right. The list goes on and on. Right. Anthem. Right. Babylon, go, just go down the list. Cyberpunk, like it, yeah. it's it's leadership issues. It's been leadership issues. Yeah, it's it's big ideas, big ideas with no concrete. Like there's no foundation for these ideas. It's just I have this awesome idea. We're gonna build the stick. We're gonna build this house out of fucking sticks, and we're gonna build this house out of feathers. It's gonna be awesome. Like no, there's no foundation for these projects. Great ideas. Yeah. PL, yeah, the, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy is made by Montreal, right? Edmonton, whatever. Edmonton Studios. Uh, Perfect Dark, to at least put it in perspective here, at least the game Perfect Dark Zero was the original game, was it not? Or Perfect Dark? And that's a, uh, you know, a first-person shooter, stealth game, action game. So Crystal Dynamics might have a better opportunity with that than they did with the third-person superhero looter, sh uh, looter brawler, right? All right. I want to get, I want to get into Legacy, man. All right, let's go. Let's 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 go with the legacy here. the the last The last video here, Sarge. Now you're on the same microphone as it, but if you have something that you want to talk, just like wave your hand or say just speak, and I'll pause it, and then you can we could talk about. It. There's a lot here. I don't want to go 21 minutes without talking. Right, this is going to take up the rest of the show here, real quick. Before we do that, Melrose Mike with the super chat, 9.99. Thank you very much for that. Happy St. Patty's Day. Uh, uh, Ergo, bro, have a beer on me this weekend. There you go. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Melrose Mike, thank you very much for the $9.99 super chat. Appreciate it. All right. So the State of Play comes out. This is not a PlayStation exclusive game. This is just on PlayStation. They showed a 21-minute, 23-second video of Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. This looks very ambitious, Sarge. I'm actually really excited. It, it, it put a smile on my face when I watched it. And I, I'm not even a Potter fan or Potterhead, whatever they call themselves. But okay. if I was. But if I was, I wish Star I Wars was. game was like this. Okay, so let me bring this up. Let me bring this up and let's uh, let's watch this. I think I have... Is this muted? No. Okay, we, we should be good.
This makes Starfield look like a fart. That's what Krebsy says. That's right. This is very, very ambitious. And I hope Lumos. it all works when it comes out. Does it game footage work in progress? What do you think you're doing here, humans? Welcome to Hogwarts Legacy. You're a new student at the famed School of Witchcraft and Wizardry with a unique ability to manipulate powerful ancient magic hidden in the wizarding world. You'll need to uncover what's behind the return of this forgotten magic and who is seeking to harness it to destroy wizardkind, as you may be the one that decides the fate of the entire wizarding world. But before you can study magic and begin to solve these mysteries, you must create the witch or wizard you want to be. Yeah, character customization. When you arrive at Hogwarts, you will be sorted into one of the four Hogwarts houses, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. After you settle into your dormitory, you will meet up with your housemates in the common room. You will then need to attend classes, and you do have some catching up to do, as you were starting Hogwarts late, as a fifth year. So you are the new student. You'll begin your studies attending Charms, Defense Against the Dark Arts, Herbology, and Potions classes, to name a few. Ah, oh, hello! Class, please welcome the newest rose in our garden. Shall we begin? <laughs> Welcome to Year 5 of Charms. Now, this will be a crucial year in your education on the art of charm work. But I am confident that we will take hold... This is some of the things I was worried about, Tempest, about this part when they talk about it. Challenge. The best way to practice is by dueling. We'll start with you two. Time for a proper Hogwarts welcome. I think it takes place in the late 1800s, Douglas. for a beginner. Potions is one of the most challenging and hazardous subjects taught at this school. Here you'll meet your professors and learn to cast spells, grow magical plants, brew potions and more. In between classes you'll be able to explore the castle famous for its secrets, enchantments and mysteries. You'll discover dungeons and secret passageways. I mean the world building looks as well just as challenging fantastic. puzzles that will require magical skill and a clever mind to solve. You may even find yourself in iconic locations you've never been able to explore before. It's the late 1800s, so while yeah, late the common 1800s. rooms and classes may be familiar, most of your professors will not be. However, you may recognize a few faces. Ah, all in good fun. Once Sir Patrick lets me join the Headless Hunt, I'll be right there with them. Suffering is sure to win them over. Oh, don't forget why I'm here, sir. 
You'll come to know this eclectic group of talented witches and wizards in class and while completing side assignments that are part of a special curriculum. One's designed to help you catch up with the other fifth years at your own speed. Lumos. Opportunities for adventure abound in the area surrounding Hogwarts. The magical abilities you learn to master through your schoolwork will soon become tested as you unravel a dangerous mystery by working alongside the accomplished and yet enigmatic Professor Fig to try and discover if the rumors of a mounting goblin rebellion hold any weight and if the safety of Hogwarts lies in the balance. I have. Opinions differ as to how great a threat he really is. Ranrock's loyalists are capable of so much more than people realize. The wizarding world of this era is fraught with dangers. Creatures corrupted by a magical force, powerful goblins, and sinister witches and wizards, all willing to fight, even kill, to achieve the effects their own of the of the wands and the abilities. This In fact, looks great. there's an uneasy alliance between the goblins and dark wizards. You said you could get to the child when they came to Hogsmeade. That all you needed was a distraction. I gave you a distraction. I just watched a student take down your distraction. Who is this child? Are you not telling me? But perhaps you shouldn't involve yourself with that just yet. Let's go. Look at that. That looks gorgeous. Spells in combat. possess unique defensive and offensive abilities, including blasting curses, stunning spells, enchanted weaponry, and more. While some may attack directly, others might enchant and incapacitate you. Mastery of the Shield Charm allows you to deflect ranged spells and direct weapon strikes. Combat looks good. Counter-attack with powerful stunning charms, allowing you to follow up with extended spell combinations. Students who become particularly adept at spellcasting will find many ways to exploit their enemy's weakness. Slam with Descendo. Roast with Incendio. Devastate your enemies using various finishes. You can even use the mysterious, powerful magic your professors do not understand to obliterate cool your move. strongest foes. Mixing and matching dozens of spells will let you define your combat style. <clears throat> On your path to become the ultimate duelist. Yeah, the particle effects and stuff. And the way you move with, your, with the spells, very cool looking. Perhaps you'd be good enough to blast each other to pieces in your own time. In addition to classes and spells, 
you'll have access to a deep set of upgrades. Sarge is watching it on his phone because it's delayed if he watches it uh, on the stream. Complete challenges throughout the world to earn experience. Level up your abilities by choosing talents to upgrade your spells, plants, and potions to increase their power. Decide which talents best fit your playstyle to allow you to focus on your favorite types of magic. You can also loot, buy, or craft your own magical gear. See, that's cool. It will increase your offensive and defensive capabilities in combat. Gear can be upgraded and specialized to allow for greater abilities. Traits, upgrades, and appearance. Use a strong, even motion when cutting your ingredients. Now it's a single-player game. Try to assume there's no microtransactions. Spells are not the only tools at your disposal in combat. As you hone your wand skills, you can continue to further your magical education at Hogwarts, progressing your development as a witch or wizard. Brew potions that can increase your power when you need a boost. There's potion making, potence of the potion. Grow and deploy magical plants to mob the battlefield and keep your enemies at bay. I think you can, Yeezy. They didn't say it specifically, but... seedlings to incapacitate unsuspecting enemies. In Beast class, you will learn about a variety of magical beasts you might encounter, both at school and as you explore the world surrounding the castle and its grounds. The goal of today is to remind all of you how to maneuver on a broomstick safely. Learning and mastering broom flight is highly recommended no, it's, uh, it's, so that you may travel around the world more No, it's quickly. not turn-based. It looks like it's, it's free do my for, the, for the battle. You're despicable. Some abilities may be taught to you by students who become your friends. As you develop relationships with these schoolmates, they can accompany you on your journey as your companions. And over time, you'll learn their stories. There is micros? This is our chance! They've said that? Natsai Onai is a brave adventurer driven by the justice she seeks. Poppy Sweeting has a kind heart and loves magical beasts. Connecting with them more easily than with humans. But what happens now? Unafraid of detention or breaking the rules. Sneaking in the restricted section again! Is Sebastian Sallow, a charismatic Slytherin. We've been over this boy. Hufflepigs cannot reverse a curse. With a troubling family secret. Nothing can. The sooner you accept that reality, the better. You'll meet these students and more as you explore common rooms, hallways between classes, and regular gathering areas. Welcome to the Room of Requirement. One of the most remarkable secrets of Hogwarts is known as the Room of Requirement. You're introduced to this space that seems to sense what you need and then provides it for you. Since you need to catch up to your peers, the room provides space for you to sow and harvest plants, brew potions, and upgrade your gear. Oh, it's got timers. Oh. A helpful house elf named Deke it's helps got you discover variants that allow you to nurture your own menagerie of magical beasts. What is it? Deke isn't sure. Only one way to find out. You can freely customize this space to reflect your personality and magical specialties. Not everything you need on your journey is available at Hogwarts. 
you'll want to visit the nearby wizarding village of Hogsmeade, where loads of shops and vendors can provide you with the supplies you require. I'm telling you, man, it's like The Witcher meets like Red Dead Redemption type of graphics and stuff. You know what I mean? To all sorts of gear. Yeah. But Hogsmeade also has its dangerous side. A band of dark witches and wizards emboldened by the turmoil of the times wander the village outskirts. You must avoid them or defeat them. As you explore, you'll find the world surrounding Hogwarts is alive with activity, wonders, and areas of unusual interest. As the school year progresses, dynamic seasons and climates will fill the sky with yeah, lightning or very ambitious. or coat the ground with snow or rain. Unique wizarding hamlets pepper the countryside, each with vendors and residents who have stories to tell and missions with which they could use your assistance. Be on the lookout for enchanting magical puzzles that may very well have been designed by Merlin himself when he was a student at Hogwarts. Magical beasts roam the lands outside the castle walls. Some have been corrupted by a mysterious dark magic, while others are at risk of poachers and their traps. If you're feeling benevolent, you can rescue them and restore them to health in the Room of Requirement. But there are dangers beyond your understanding in the world as well. Dungeons and vaults hold perilous threats and also untold rewards. Be careful where you choose to explore, as it may lead you down a darker path. Master Spells Befriend new allies. Journey across a landscape never seen before. Uncover ancient secrets. Combat mystical threats. Learn long-forgotten mysteries. Become the witch or wizard you want to be as you leave your unique mark on the wizarding world. Yeah. <laughs> in Hogwarts Legacy. Right? Starfield, that's how you do a trailer. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is coming around the same time. It's coming out in the holiday season. Okay, is there is there more to this? Because there's more time here. So that means I think it's behind the scenes as well. I think it's behind the scenes. That was your first extended look at right, Hogwarts, uh, which let me, is... Let me fast forward. And I, the yeah, okay. Here we go. The attention to detail and the passion and the love for this brand that the team has is astonishing. It's been confirmed by the community manager so microtransaction isn't in the game. The love that they put yeah. into this as fans and give it to fans. This is the game that they've dreamed of for 20 years. I'm jealous. You know why I'm jealous, Sarge? I wish the people that made a Star Wars game the lore had this much love and care for the so fucking rich. IP. And you know what I mean? All we had to do was harness those elements and build a game out of it. The movies, the books, they all touched me in such a way that like it makes me want to go to experience Hogwarts. It makes me put in so much more detail into this game. We really want to make sure that anything we add or anything we play with or anything that we explore really feels authentic. Bringing to life Are you in the behind the, the scenes yet, Sarge? and the love, everything we have for the books, and then marrying that with the iconic experiences from the movies that fans will recognize is really just the perfect handshake between the two. <laughs> like Destiny lore outside the game, yeah. 
Just the discovery of like seeing things portrayed for the first time, maybe they've read something and had a picture in their head the whole time, but then finally get to touch it, walk around it. You've got all of these elements that can come together to create this amazing AAA open world action RPG. When it comes to the open world, it's just we just knew it wasn't going to be enough to just stare out of the windows of Hogwarts and wonder what it's like out there. But the final question that fans ask is, what's beyond that? What's beyond the Forbidden Forest? What's going to be beyond Hogsmeade? I was what's just going to say, Duplass, I, I was actually just going to say people would probably be upset like that it's not multiplayer. <laughs> We were creating a real wide palette of opportunities and ways to explore the world. You're going to see different stories that are really exclusive to who you were. I, the the graphics are Hogwarts just... Hogwarts Legacy is an original story that takes place in the late 1800s. You are a new student who is starting at the famed School of Witchcraft and Wizardry as a fifth year, which is very unusual. So already there's a bit of an edge and a bit of a mystery. The original story that we tell in the game is your story of what you did you know, in the wizarding world that you haven't seen before. Or make our own magic with our story we're trying to tell. Fans are familiar with the wizarding world from, you know, the 1900s and on, really. But now, with this world, we're able to sort of create a space that's their own. When does Harry Potter take place? It takes place in Fans the 90s, does it not? Know that ancient magic 1990s and stuff? ...has been around for a long time, to say the least. And it's about 100 years before of what happens magic. in Harry Potter. And the Avatar, the player, has the ability to sense it and possibly wield it or control it. Our process of development started with rereading the books. And over development, we reread the books many times. Every time we'd start with a new feature, we'd dig into that. And then beyond, we would go into the films. Being able to put our own spin on what this universe is was a pretty big deal. I helped design a piece. Oh, I know the Fantastic Mr. Beast and stuff. That, that's the Hufflepuff common room. Equals. You know, I understand as a that. Hufflepuff, you always wondered, like, what what is yeah, my common room? The interiors, man. That's gorgeous. Close enough to the world that we know that fans will recognize certain names. They'll recognize spells. They'll recognize certain locations. I recognize that doorway. I recognize that classroom. But mostly, it's going to be an entirely new wizarding world that no one's ever experienced. When people engage in the wizarding world, what's the one anchor? Like, what's the thing that everyone comes back to? What's the thing that grounds it all and grounds all these characters and grounds all these figures? And for us, we really felt like that answer was Hogwarts itself. That school, that famous school of witchcraft and wizardry is really what binds it all. How to bring Hogwarts to life? That was a very big challenge because as everybody knows, Hogwarts is huge. Now we need to know exactly how this passage connects to this passage for a game, because you're going to have to walk it. I'm not well, a diehard fan, Castle, it's, fast, it's but surprises up its this sleeve, game so has piqued my interest. We've put so many little secrets and passageways and rooms in this castle. We recreate those very important locations. I mean, I enjoy the movies. And then there's these other places I enjoyed the books. that are only mentioned in the books or just alluded to, and we have to make the connective tissue that brings all that together. Having a world that is a breathing, living world is very hard to do because it's all about the details. And as a concept team, we really got into those details and studied history, studied architecture. I hope that when fans play the game, they get as lost in it as I do. 
I can just be reviewing a side mission and all of a sudden I find myself wandering Hogwarts for like 45 minutes because it's so beautiful. The community is absolutely going to love Hogwarts Legacy. It's going to be so fun. Get that letter to Hogwarts and go to Hogwarts. We're so excited for people to come to this, to inhabit it, to actually enter the Hogwarts that we built. This is your Hogwarts Legacy. If it comes out and does everything it's supposed to do, it's very impressive. Very impressive. Very ambitious. We truly hope you enjoyed the Hogwarts Legacy state of play. Our team is so grateful for the excitement and for the passion that all of you bring to this. It's truly what fuels us. On behalf of our team at WB Games Avalanche, we want to thank you for being here today, and we'll see you at Hogwarts. <clears throat> Jared, it's okay. You're 29. You never seen the book, read the books, or saw the movies. Yeah, there's there's still people that are in their 40s that have never seen Star Wars. You know, that's understandable. So there was one part here, Sarge. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute it. So and um, okay. There's this is gonna be another 20 minute conversation. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so all right, so let's start small. Okay. It looks incredible. Yeah. The immersion factor for someone who loves Hogwarts as much as I love Star Wars, they're fucking in. Okay. Now here's the kicker. Okay, here's the kicker. And this is why, this is what building an IP is all about. Okay. When did the first Harry Potter movie come out? 91, I think. Right. The very no, first no, Harry Potter the first movie. one, 99, 99, 99. Right. 99. And so what, what, one came out every couple of years? Every year. It, it, you sure it was every year? Every year. Okay. So all the way up into 2000, right? Yeah. 2008, 2009, I think is when it, when it came out. Okay. So the kids that were growing up, from 91 to 98, got to read the books and watch all the movies. Now, that group of people gets to have a game that puts them in their world. They get to explore the castle themselves. Yeah. You know how ridiculous that is? Right? For, for that fan base? So I'm, I'm that sorry, group? Sarge. It was, 2000, it was 2001, uh, 2001 and on. Okay, whatever. 2001, 2002, years. 2004, 2005, 2007, 2010, 2008. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Doesn't matter. It's ten years, right? So the kids that know of the know of Harry Potter, grew up, watched the movies, read the books. Yep. And then five years after that, or eight years after that, a game comes out that gives your entire childhood to you on a silver platter, yep. and you get to exist in that world. Yeah, it, it, it looks it looks un, it looks unbelievable. Right. So for sure the immersion effect is gonna be incredible. Incredible. I think I'm graphic wise. I think I think I'm actually really glad that it didn't pick the same time frame as Harry Potter and stuff like that because you can get let down by things that didn't happen in the Whatever. movie. This they takes don't care about that. Exactly. They this care is just about, a prequel. They care about the school. They, the school and the story of your character in the school. So now you love Harry Potter, and you're like, you know what? I went to that school. I I I did this stuff. Now, some of the stuff that in the in the actual trailer, the schooling, that seems a little boring to me because it's like, how long do you have to go to class for to learn the stuff and and stuff like that? The potions sound amazing. The 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 area where you customize your abilities, the skill tree basically that you're leveling up, the customization looks pretty dope, right? As yeah. far as you know. Yep. All right. Now now. Now here, ready? 
and this is and this is how you have to understand how games are right look at the look at the ambition of this game look at the graphics of this game and look what they're trying to portray of what you can actually do in this game right think about it hogwarts that's the universe now flick the channel and tell me what starfield's supposed to be <laughs> right okay right. now now do you understand what i'm talking about yeah now do you understand what I'm yeah. now flick the channel and tell me what starfield is you saw this Tell me what Starfield's supposed to be. Right. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. This is why I actually put Starfield in the same show because they're coming out 11-11, right? And this this game's coming out sometime in the holiday season. Now, this game did get delayed. It was supposed to come out last year, but it got pushed oh, back shit, to this it year. Got delayed. <laughs> so oh, shit, it just so got delayed. That's the thing, Starts. They haven't gave a hard date yet. They say it's coming out in 2022. After maybe. seeing this, maybe you think it's coming out in 2022? I think they showed enough to where it possibly is, right? Listen, I I always I'm always rooting for the games. Here's my next question: Who the fuck are these guys? Who? What's the name of the company? Oh, it's Port Port. What Key? did they make? Port Key. What did they make? I don't know. Somebody I, tell me what they made. I would have to look it up. I don't. I I don't recognize the name at all. It doesn't ring any bell in my brain at all. Like, who are they? I would have to look it up. Right. It was it was now, port key, right? That's what that's what it once, was. Once again, once again, you saw everything there. Saw the port immersion. You saw the world that they created for Harry Potter. You're looking at it. You're like, I'm I'm in. That's it's so immersive. I'm in. Well, now they didn't they didn't make anything, Sarge, because Port Key Games was established uh, in 2017. The Port Key Games first announced their first game. This is their first game. Uh, okay. They working working with Pokemon Go creators and to produce the game known as Harry Potter Wizards Unite. The game would also feature the same augment reality as Pokemon Go. So that was their first game. Later in 2017, before the they released Wizards Unite, Port Key Games also announced a second mobile game. So they've worked on mobile games. Harry Potter's Hogwarts Mysteries is what they worked on. So they've they've worked on two mobile games. Okay, two mobile games, uh, three mobile games. They worked on Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, Harry Potter Wizards of Unite, Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells, Harry Potter Magic Awakening, all Android and iOS games. This is their first full-fledged game, and this is what you saw. Okay, once again, look at the, look at the attention to detail for what it is they're creating, right? Look at the ambition, look at the passion of this. It's insane. The immersion is yeah. going to be insane. Now flick the channel. What's Starfield? Yeah, we, I, I don't know. You know? Right? You, you see what I'm talking about. Like, I, I appreciate the ambition for certain studios to cause these kind of ripples in the, in the industry. Like with this game, if this game does half of what you believe it's supposed to do, okay, it's a done deal. Okay, half. Never mind 30%, half. If it, half of it works, no, you're in. No, um, is it Avalanche Software is working with them as well? All right. Avalanche Software, they've been around for 26 years. Okay. They've been around for 26 years. They've made games like Ultimate Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat uh, Trilogy, Prince of Persia, uh, Chicken Little, Toy Story 3, Cars 2, Disney Infinity, Disney Infinity 3.0, Cars 3, and Hogwarts Legacy. So, yeah. So, they're working on two different two different companies uh, nothing of the, the other game has never made a game like this. Uh, I'm looking at their, the, the, the world, this, the world building to me looked insane. 
Yeah, the, the attention to detail on the inside of that school and like the... if you read the books, if you read the books, if you're if you're a Harry Potter nerd, like I'm a Star Wars nerd, if you read the books and you're walking around the actual castle and you remember everything in there, you actually know where to go in the castle. Like you understand the spatial relation of where you walk in the castle to get to the spot you want to go to because you've been in the books for so long. Yeah. That's incredible. It's incredible. That would be like me being seven years old and then I'm 17 years old. And then on my 18th birthday, somebody handed me a game where I get to walk around the whole death star. Like right. the whole thing. This like, is why death star go walk around. Yeah. Like this is why I wanted that's, to open that's world. that level. This is why I wanted an open world star Wars game. Right. Because I wanted to live in the world. This is why I like Star Wars Galaxy back in the day. Now if you give me Star Wars Galaxies with these graphics and whatnot. Now the gameplay, Sarge, looks really good. So here I'm real quick, I'm I'm I stopped it on the on a site where this is the timer thing that happens. I'm concerned about I'm concerned about combat. I'm concerned about combat. Uh I I I I don't think it's as in depth as they as they say it is. But I'm interested to know how the button mapping will go for combos depending on the spells that you pick. Right, the ones that you master, like you learned it, but now you have to do the combination to do the actual spell, right? Right, because if you if you're doing the if you're doing the curse spell, like the death spell, like that's like you're as a kid, right. you're not might, supposed to use it. Right, it might be or like is that something is that something you can only pick if you're Slytherin? Like or or you, you know what I mean? Like are you be. only access to certain spells for if you're a certain house? And then you have to get that guy to as your companion in order for him to teach you that spell when you're with him. Otherwise, you don't know it. Like, we don't know understand the relation like that. But so far, to me, what it looks like is 100% world building, world building and immersion is what they got you on. Right. The mechanics and what it will be like to be in class doing things and what will that progression look yes. like. My, like? my big thing is the classroom, and then the wand might get a little old because, like someone said in chat, I think it was Bass, said there is no melee. Right, there's no melee hitting like with your fist or anything. You're only using your wand for everything. So that right. wand has to feel that that combat has to feel like Spider-Man swinging through the city. Right, it's just got to feel right. so good. It's got to be like, man, it, I just don't know what it is. When I play Harry Potter, using those magic spells, right. those spells feel really good. So doing the combination, like you have to hit X X Y Z or X X Y trigger to do certain things, and it feels fluid, like fluidity going through it. Then they've nailed it. If it feels like you're just pushing the button and he's doing this, and you know what I mean, right? It, is it is it is it like the combat system? Is it like the combat in. system from from Kingdom Hearts, where I'm a little kid and I can press the button and right. I do a bunch of cool stuff, right? And I, I could still win. So as you can see here, there's a potting station, and it does say like this particular one is a Chinese chopping cabbage, and it says it's a ferocious plant that may be similar to the ordinary cabbage, but that sports terrifying teeth. So it takes 25 minutes to grow this. Now, they have timers in here. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a, a, a thing or not, but it is what it yeah, is. But, I don't yeah, know why they have not, timers in here. Yeah, but it's... Think of it Think of it if you're playing the game like you're actually playing the game. Like, you're going to grow something and, like, you, it takes you a couple of days in real life to grow it or whatever nonsense right. they want to put in there, right? Listen, I... Uh, I'm in, I, if I was a Harry Potter fan, like I enjoy Harry Potter, I've watched all the movies, but I'm not, I'm not on the same level as a Harry Potter fan as like I am in Star Wars. Like I know everything about Star Wars. I don't know everything about Harry Potter. Real but if you give me this game, I'm in. Right. I would be in. If I was, if I was a Harry Potter fan, 100% in. 
Real quick, Sarge, can you just let them know in chat like that they're not hearing it or seeing it anymore? We're recording locally, so it'll be up afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's happening. It, it looks like we're kicking back on now, um, but we're still recording. So I think I think we got hit because of uh, of Harry Potter. I think we got I think we got pushed off because of uh, the WB. They, they probably they probably flagged it because of we were we were watching the video. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, we didn't really miss much. Sarge talked about it a little bit. Um, the whole video will be up up on the website afterwards or up on YouTube afterwards as I upload. So um, this video will be coming down once we're done tonight, and then I'll upload it uh, once I put some stuff on uh, in it. Yeah, I, I'm very, very impressed. Again, graphics are not everything, but goddamn... They've done a really good job with this. I was like I said, I'm a little worried about the, the the fighting. I'm a little worried about the schooling aspect. I understand it's school, but it's like, okay, I'm playing the game and I have to go to class. How long am I in class for? Am I going am I sitting through a 20 minute lecture and then I gotta like or is the school the tutorial? You see what I'm saying? Like you're learning spells, you're learning I, I know, things. I, I think I think the game is a is a is a self-contained story, and after you do so many missions within the chapter of the story, the season changes. Right, that's probably what it is. Like you'll have to go to class once or twice, do some missions, and then that counts as like the season, and that chapter of the story is closed. You move on to the next chapter. You're you're trying to cross over in your head about like an action RPG or an MMO. Like, well, it is you, an action RPG. The, the, the time, I think the time, if, if it's a story-driven game, I think the time is basically the end of the chapter. Like, once you've completed all the missions from, in the chapter and it goes to the next chapter, the seasonal change and you go on to the next thing. Hmm. I, I, well, otherwise, you, you, you're thinking of it as in real time. Like, the clock is running, the sun goes up, the sun goes out. Do I have to be on time for class? Like, that kind of nonsense. Like, I'm pretty sure it's chapter-based and you're moving through the game. Yeah. I, I I would assume though people would wander a lot. If this, oh if, yeah, if, you're, if, if you get to wander through the actual Hogwarts castle and get to see how the rooms all intertwine and connect, because I always wondered how where, where everything was. Like I always wondered how to get to the whatever room, right? And now you you're gonna put me in the goddamn castle that I can go anywhere I want. Right, you can literally like, explore like the whole chapter, goddamn castle. Chapter chapter one might take like three weeks before I move on <laughs> to the next chapter. Now, there are traits and upgrades, and there's an appearance. Now, they did show the appearance, and I was a little worried here that there was going to be some sort of microtransactions. Now, Krebsy looked up, I guess, and he said that the community manager said there are no microtransactions. So, good. A single-player game, buy a game, play a game, and then enjoy the game, right? There's no microtransactions or anything in there. I wonder, though... I wonder, and this is if maybe this is why it was delayed. Okay. Maybe, and again, this is just me speculating. I wonder because there's timers in there, and the way they show the, the, the costumes, it looked like Red Dead Redemption. Now, Red Dead Redemption, you could just earn some of the, the stuff, but you could also purchase costumes as well. Okay. Maybe it got delayed because they had to make some changes like, all right, we're getting rid of all that microtransaction bullshit. We're just giving them a Harry Potter experience, 60 bucks, 70 bucks. And they had to make some changes, right? So they kept the timers in there. They kept that type of stuff in there. I'm assuming, I mean, they did make mobile games and those mobile games did have timers and stuff like that, right? So I'm assuming they had some sort of something in there and they decided, all right, let's, let's change that out, right? I don't know. Again, just my, I'm just, 
Just putting that out there. It looks good, uh, though. And again, I, I'm not a Harry Potter, like, Potterhead here, but it looks to, amazing. Here's just, just from watching that entire thing, this is the breakdown for me. World building is probably the top, was the top thing they had to do. World building was top, right? The attention to detail to Hogwarts was probably number one and number two. Combat system was probably like number three. Mechanics in the actual game and story progression and how the game actually flows is what probably you're going to be confused with. Because the way the game is described, it's a Hogwarts experience. So how does time flow and how does the story progress? Right. My guess is, if it's a single-player game, as I said earlier, Open it's world. probably going to be X number of missions, right? And then you get to say at some point, progress do you day. wish to continue? Yeah, progress the day. Right. Or do you wish to continue? And you progress to the next day or you progress to the next season. So whatever missions you can complete during that chapter of the game, and then you decide to move on. Maybe you don't. There's your replayability. You don't know all the secrets and everything right away. Maybe you're just trying to burn through the game. You do some missions and you go on to the next chapter. Maybe you have to find out the spells in order to get. I see. I see potion making being a little bit of op, depending on who takes the time. How potent to, the potions are, and right, stuff like that. Yeah. Who walks around and get all the gear for potions and make the best potions? Like you, you don't know. Now, you don't know. Now, obviously, it, they haven't said anything if it's co-op, multiplayer. I don't think it is. I think it's just single player. Do you think this is what the biggest complaint is? Like we used to complain about Fallout. It's not a complaint. It's not a complaint. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is, like in Fallout Three, we were like, man, I wish Fallout was co-op. We didn't ask for multiplayer. We didn't ask for online multiplayer. We just asked for co-op, right? Like right now in Elden Ring is a single player game, right? But people in Elden Ring can come in and help you fight a boss or whatnot. Do you do you do you think they should have had at least one other person like can play with you? Or no, just no, just leave it as that's is. That's not a complaint. You're 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 looking for something to bitch about when there's a lot of other stuff to bitch about. Oh, no, not I'm not being bitching about it. Not being multiplayer is not is not a crux in this game. This game is a single player experience. You're going to explore what Hogwarts. You, like, you guys, you guys want everything game one, right? If this game succeeds, this game two coming. Yeah. Like you, you, you let let the game be what it's supposed to be. An introduction to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Done. Yeah, this Done. this this looks very interesting. Maybe maybe they maybe they support it afterwards, and maybe it becomes a I don't want to say a live service game, but what I'm saying is DLC, DLC down the road, sort of like a Borderlands maybe. Um, where once you're done with the main campaign, maybe six months down the line, boom, they come out with some other expansion to add more campaign. But again, it, it's probably just a one and done play the story. And it does. It seems like a Red Dead. It seems like a Witcher, uh, but in Harry Potter. It looks it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. I'm very excited about this now, now that we've seen it. We've seen it. Like that whole trailer, 20 minutes of it is literally all gameplay or 15 minutes of it is all gameplay. Of of what it is, so chat. Where do you where do you guys stand? Do you, are you guys excited about this uh, Hogwarts uh, legacy game, or are you just like, yeah, you know what? I'm not a Harry Potter guy. Here, look, we just we just saw there's there's inventory slots. This reminds me of Red Dead Redemption big time right here. He he gets on the potions. He goes to the the potion shop, and you can see the different ingredients that you can buy and stuff. This is 100 makes me feel like I'm playing Red Dead, but in Harry Potter. Right, this potion yeah, same, uh, that aids the, the healing. Store, the same store build. Yeah. It's the same store build. Yeah, restores a bit of a drinker's health and can also brew a potion station. So I think this looks great. I think this looks great. I'm looking, uh, I am looking forward to it. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll wait 
for the review to come out and see what it is. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it'll get rave reviews, and I'm sure someone yeah, in the but, review like, process will say, if you're a Potterhead, you're going to love this thing. That, that's right. Now, w- once again, right? And I say it again on purpose, right? Your mind's wandering everywhere. You saw what you just saw, right? You saw what you just saw. Change the channel. What's Starfield? Wait, right, we know nothing. We'll see. We'll see Starfield during right. the summertime. What's Starfield? Yeah. No, no, I know that, but this is. That's right, we I'm don't know. About. We don't know anything about Starfield. It's it's just a big, massive open world space game that they say is awesome, and we don't know anything about. Harry Potter came out and said, "This we're building a Harry Potter game," and they showed it, and you're like, "God damn, that's a good Harry Potter looking game." So, that's it, chat. That is. Oh, that is the uh, the end of episode 302. We do appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us. Obviously, this this episode will not be monetized on on YouTube because uh, of all the all the videos we watched. It, it might be, I doubt it. But uh, so appreciate uh, appreciate the the super chats uh, today. We do appreciate that. That'll, that'll cover up the uh, the ad revenue that we're not going to get for this because of WB uh, and and Harry Potter and and whatnot. Uh, if you guys like the show, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. We're here live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, JXG, the game that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, our our format's changed a little bit. We have less stories, more time to talk about certain, uh, certain topics. Uh, I hope you guys like that type of uh, format a little bit better than the, the, gal- the, the gauntlet of... 18 to 20 stories that we would do and just kind of beeline it through them. Uh, we did this a little slower. We only had about five or six topics. Uh, if you like it, please, please make sure you share. Please make sure you like. Please hit a comment section down below. Uh, I will, like I said, after this, uh, the video will be taken down. I got to piece it together uh, and then upload it because I don't, I don't like the two-part thing that it did, that it did for people. So I, I do appreciate you very much for coming out. Uh, I'm back again on uh, Monday morning. We'll probably do some uh, weekend streams this week. We'll we'll play some uh, uh, some tunic. I'm loving tunic. If you missed the part of the early part of the show, uh, having a blast with tunic. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Happy St. Patty's Day, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for watching. Take care, guys. Generation X Gaming.